Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, y'all know what time it is. Living split screen in the morning, your Saturday morning cartoons, show, podcast, whatever you want to call it. We're here to give you that live, raw, uncut, authentic, official energy to get you into your weekend. Look, man, it's been a crazy week. Kind of a newsless week, but we still have some things to talk about today, as me and Pong usually always do. Um, I've made some changes this week. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't cause any issues throughout the stream, uh, as far as just on the back end, some of the back end things, right? Uh, we want to make sure things are running as smooth as possible. So, today I got Watch Dogs featured in the background. I was going to throw in some Scarlet Nexus gameplay, uh, but I already got Watch Dogs set up. I may change that after the hour or so that it gets, uh, gets played, whatever the case might be. But... <laughs> So we're going to continue to roll the ball with that. Not only that, just to give you guys some more back-end information before we really get started into this show, I am going to start uploading the audio form of our podcast same day so that you can continue to get the feel of the living split-screen podcast, morning show, whatever you want to call it, um, early, same day, on your Saturdays, uh, just to keep it consistent with what we got going on our Saturday mornings. With that being said, I am one of your hosts, Steel Rain, the one and only, and I'm here with one of the most uncanny gentlemen that I have met to date. Someone who I confide in, put a lot of trust in, actually have a great and excellent time with most of the time. Uh, I'll always look to this man for, uh, let's just say, excellent conversation. The man who puts the soul in Pong, my guy, the brother from another, Pong soul. What's popping, my guy? Hey, still. Look, 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 look. I don't know how you come up with all this stuff. I don't know where you come up with all these description of me. Like it's a little it's, it's a little uh it's a little it's embarrassing, honest. brother. It's honest, man. It's honest. <laughs> just take it, just take it for the <laughs> honesty, man. I appreciate you, brother, man. I love you so much. You know that. So no, I thank you so much, Steel. Saturday morning, living split screen. Welcome everybody uh look at all these beautiful people we got oh, yeah. man we got S sb showed up really early just to say hi Always. we got we got we got lemon in the house 108 dragons tv make sure you guys go check out his channel too by the way shout out lemon uh, appreciate you coming in here so early back from the dead is up and ready to rock and roll as always graphic god jay hey man you started all this, so thanks for being here, man. I appreciate you. Uh, Geezer Prime is in the house. Thank you, my friend, for coming out. Boogie Man. Boogie, 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 the woogie. Didn't y'all have him on last house. night? Uh, yeah, he tried to get on, but, Ooh. you know, real life. Okay. Real life stuff, though. He had oh, kid. Okay, okay, you know, okay. he had the kiddo. The kiddo oh, woke good. up, all that kind of stuff. But we're, we're going to have him back for sure on Xbox Ultimate excellent, because uh, Boogie is a great great member of the community psychonauts my brother from another what are you doing up so early i hope you got some sleep last night man I hope so. uh as spooky sprocket of course the one and only spooky, spooky sprocket is in the spooky. house appreciate you brother and all your support muppet 1169 my chat brother muppet. oh man it's good to see you man it's good to see you i know you're stalking me so hey man shout out hey, you know look, what i'm saying so another, another, <laughs> shout, another shout out let's Let's give a huge shout out to the homie Masseract. Oh, yes. <laughs> what's going you on, man? Off. You know, I, you I got to I, when I when I hear people bring that same energy of stuff that I would naturally do. Also, again, yep. when you shout out people in the chat, right? You want to give that umph, that extra umph on on these people because they they deserve that, man. For, Absolutely. For somebody, for like for example, Judezilla Music. 
We got to shout them out. Got to make sure that of you put the you emphasis do. on them and make sure that they know that they're important because we appreciate you guys being here because you didn't have to be here. Today, I'm taking full advantage of my two screen setup between the 4K TV and the 120, 1080 TV. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm in different places right now, but everything seems to be running extremely <laughs> smooth and that's all that Good. I can ask for. I got the Bruce Lee shirt. Many, some of y'all might know this was this. Uh, one of the shirts that Tony Stark wore actually in Iron Man. Oh, jeez! Look at you. And the, I think it was one of the Avengers. I think it was one of the Avengers movie actually. Uh, I wanted to say it was one of the Iron Man movies, but I think it was an Avengers movie, and I can't remember exactly which one. But this is the reason. But that was one of the reasons I bought this shirt because Robert Downey was wearing it, and I'm an Iron Man fan. Of course he did. Of so course I, I had to make sure that I got the shirt. Y'all see that? He's DJing it up, man. <laughs> Hey, Smitty man. Smith is in the house. Salute, Smitty Smith. Smitty Smith, the god. Dude, you, I, I can tell you were on with uh, one of the lords last night, man. Look at you coming <laughs> with the sob. Look at you coming with the sob. Shout out to the lords. Uh, Mr. Kima, shout out to you, sir. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Uh, who else? Oh, of course. The we blue. got Hurtog. We got Hurtog. Vin okay. X in the house. Hurtog. Oh, yes. Of course, on, Hurtog. Buddy. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, baby. Let's oh, go. Yeah. Let's go. You already know. Oh, man. Uh, who else did we miss? You already got Judzilla. Judzilla, oh, yeah. it's always great to you gotta see you. Got to make sure sir. you get the, the blue one. What's going blue on, one. my guy? Blue. I saw the... you rocking out playing some uh, Dark Alliance last he night was. with my uh, with, with my other brother, PTK, and, of course, Fuzzy. Uh, so, man, that's good to see. That's good to see. He's the creeper. He's the creeper. He likes to come in and randomly <laughs> join your party and just, like, kind of slide in your DMs. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yo. What's the going blue's on, guys? good like that. The blue's good like that. Yeah, facts, 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 facts. Much love. Much love to everybody tuning in. Again, this yeah. is the Living Split Screen Morning Show. We're here to get you pumped up and uh, excited to get into your weekend, man. Uh, a non-console-centric platform that's delivering you gaming gaming content from every avenue every facet from the uh cracks in the concrete that we can find um and overall discuss right um this time we do want to do something different because it's something that we always uh try to consider about what we established within what we're doing here at living split screen and that's getting the community involved so everybody that's in chat if there's something that you want to talk about as we're going through this and everything else, because uh, we still got some some things to talk about as far as like what we've been playing, how our week's been, because I like to give that personal feel. But if y'all got something that y'all might want that y'all might want to talk about, I'm actually going to write that stuff in. Um, I'm actually going to start doing some timestamps here, low key, also. So um, if I can, let me just see what I'm about. Uh, what what I'm about? Well, uh, where am I at? I'll figure that out here in a second. Um, I am going to start working on timestamps because I do feel like that's important to the people, right? Uh, not everybody has a bunch of time to listen to an entire podcast, but maybe they want to listen to 15 minutes of us just spazzing out or having a good conversation, right? So I want to be able to give that access to people. I won't promise that it'll be here today, but it is something that I'm going to work on in the future or that we'll work on for the future. Um, but the most important thing was making sure that we get you guys involved. If there's anything that y'all wanted to talk about throughout the week that you wanted to bring here to Living Split Screen, hopefully it's nothing that's been talked about many times. But even if it is, and you just want our opinions on it, bring it to us, bring it to the table. I write it down, put it to the side, or just yell at me in chat or Pong in chat, and we'll see what we can do with it. Uh, other than that, Pong, I guess I'll start with you. 
And look at this. Look at this. Lupa, Lupa showed up. Good to see you, Lupa. Hope you're feeling well. Awesome to see you here. And, of course, Fastback Brother Chris, always good to see you, sir. So appreciate you both coming in. Uh, So, yeah, go ahead. You're throwing it back to me now? Yeah, I was going to throw it right back to you, man, Uh, because just because I've been talking for a minute, I'm going to throw it right back to you. And uh, tell me about your week, man. How, what you been up to? What you been doing? Got any gaming in? What's up, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, I got gaming in. What, Show the people we're in a gaming. Po- we're on a gaming podcast. I've been playing soccer all week. No, hey. I, have uh, <laughs> I have not. Football. I have not. That was the joke. Nah, man. We're we are in. Look at look look. We are in an E three hangover situation, right? The the yeah. industry puked everything up. And now we're all back to sleep again because there's not a whole lot going on. So, uh, but no, this is, uh, you know, this week's been, of course, busy. I say it every week, but I think that's true for both of us. I don't think you and I have, uh, you know, uh, a nice relaxing lifestyle. I'm certainly not uh, in retirement not. mode. Nah, not <laughs> so, unfortunately not. So, so, so shit's going down all the time. So anyways, um, great week, um, you know, and actually did have a little bit of time to play rocked out on some dark Alliance. Uh, you and I actually did get to play some dark Alliance together, which yes. was freaking was awesome. Dope, actually. Yeah. Uh, yep, absolutely. Uh, and uh, so I've been playing some Dark Lines and, of course, get my NBA 2K in, uh, as always. Got that. Got to get that in every once in a while. And then uh, Scarlet Nexus. I actually did get to play that uh, for about four yeah. hours. I I, uh, I uh, took a trip to New Zealand and uh, real quick and got to play. So um, because yeah. I knew I wasn't going to have a whole you lot of time. You get those plane tickets pretty, pretty cheap every time I, that you go to New I Zealand, do. man. I mean, you're going to tell me where the, the website that you use for this. You know, I slid you my little website and I you're going to new zealand every other month you know what i mean let me know what's yeah, going know, on i knew you were a gotta, baller but yeah i gotta do what i gotta do right and, you know <laughs> video games are priority number one there so we gotta go, take a trip go. to new zealand and take a trip to new zealand how you but gonna yeah. talk about them if you're not gonna take that trip to new zealand right that's right sir that's right so we gotta make that happen brother uh that's uh that's what we do you know right. um so yeah uh scarlet nexus uh i don't know if we want to dive into it at all but uh, yeah, incredible game it. Uh, incredible game. Uh, any JRPG lovers out there, uh, definitely, definitely should be on your list of things to do. But yeah, no, that was pretty much my week. Steel, um, like I said, we did get to play some Dark Lines together, which was absolutely fantastic. You and I rocked out for a few hours on that. Love that game uh, to death. Uh, but uh, have you been able to get into anything else, Steel? What was going on with your week? Yeah, um, I, I actually wanted to bring up this uh, question. The Blue asked... Who do y'all pick on Dark Alliance? And uh, I'll go first. I picked the guy with the hammer. I don't know what his name is, but I picked the guy with the hammer. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because I was going to be Drizzit, but I've, me and Pong have talked in the background, <laughs> and I know that Pong has an affinity for Drizzit. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to let Pong rock, and I'm going to work on this other Shit. character. So I picked the dude with the hammer, but I'm, I'm not familiar with what his name is. His, his name is Wolfgar. Okay, Wolfgar. Okay, so See, Wolfgar. there you go. It sounds cool. I picked Wolfgar. Yeah. And then yeah, uh, exactly. if y'all don't know, uh, I, I, I can tell you who Pong picked, but I'm going to let him tell you. You just did. So you I'm already gonna, let the cat out I'm, of the I'm bag. Gonna, so I'm gonna, I want you to tell them again. <laughs> And why? All right. So, <laughs> so for anybody who doesn't know, uh, we've talked about this in the past too. But for anybody who doesn't know, this this game, I am not, 
I am biased when it comes to this game, okay? So, again, my impressions are biased impressions because this is based yeah, on the four characters. Yeah, the, the and the four characters in this game are my favorite characters from the Forgotten Realms uh, okay, portion okay. of Dungeons & Dragons. So, this by far. So, Driss, uh, Cadbury, uh, Wolfgar, and Brunner. Um, so, uh, for me, it's Drist. Uh The Dark Elf, Ranger, dual-wielding shimitars, like... Yeah, that's that that's my dude right there, right? That that's been my dude since I first started reading all the books about him by R. A. Salvatore. Anybody mm-hmm. interested in that? Go check them out. They are well worth the read. Okay, um, they are fantastic. R. A. Salvatore has one of the best writing styles when it comes to battles um, that I have ever uh, had the pleasure of having my eyes come across when it comes to the details that he puts into his battle scenes. They, mm-hmm. are, it is, I, again, I don't know if I've read anybody better at it, uh, from creating a picture in your head standpoint. So, okay. um, absolutely love it. Uh, but Drist, uh, Duerden is my man. Uh, and, uh, that is, and he's got his, uh, pet Panther. Uh, now Which people pronounce the pet. Yeah. Pet Panthers. It comes, uh, the pet Panther comes from the astral realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, very, very cool, cool. Uh, the whole backstory is amazing. The- uh, but yeah, I, I just absolutely love that character. So that's of course who I have to rock. Uh, and I've, you know, again, it doesn't matter who I'm playing with. I always call Drizzt. So I, I just, I don't know. Eventually, I'm going to have to play everybody else because I do love all the other characters. And eventually, I'm going to have to build them all up. So no matter who I'm uh, playing with, if they want to be Drist, I can play with somebody else. But yes, that that's who I that's who I rock out. With. I personally so. don't think that I'm going to care enough to want to play some other characters. Um, I have I do have that bad habit. As well, I, I call it what it is. I mean, I tend tend to have the habit to where I get into games and I get one character and I go as far as I can with that character. Now, if we really want to play together and I need to be a different character, and it is what it is. But yeah. uh, most of the time, it's, I did the same thing at Destiny. I do the same thing in any other game that gives you options to be multiple characters. I'm going to pick my one character and level up my character and not go any further than that. Uh, this, that's just how I do things. In Destiny, I was a Titan. I've been a Titan since D1. I've never played any other class. Well, I played Warlock for a little bit. Actually, what's funny about that is I played Warlock in the beta, loved it, and then picked Titan during when the game released both times and actually loved being a Titan more. So... And I've been a Titan since D1. You know what I mean? I don't play any other classes. You know, people make uh, all these other classes that get uh, hey, one of these hey, raids. nothing wrong everything. with that, Steel. Just, you're just, a one-character man. That. You're not a one-character man. I, I like to be a professional. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're a one-woman man. You're a one-character hey, man. I'm, I'm, you know, it all hey, works hey, out hey, in the I end. Can't, can't <laughs> be polygamous with all of my kids, with all of my life, right? God. <laughs> nah, but um, just to get into my week a little bit, man, just to jump back into it, look. It's been crazy, um, but with work and all. But on the gaming front, um, I've been back and forth between Guilty Gear Strive, Biomutant, and now fitting in Scarlet Nexus. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive has been something... It's it's been like a guilty pleasure because uh, now it's getting to a point where I'm starting to get smacked around a little bit just because I'm not playing all the time. Um, so I'll hop straight. I, I like, I'm, a, I'm a man of punishment. I like to hop online and warm up that way sometimes i need to stop doing that because uh, it's like not get your tekken. ass whooped a few times i mean yeah i mean forcing, 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 or unfortunately I, I every time i go online i end up being like one and two so every one match that i win i end up losing two you know what i mean and it's always because i, I run into somebody who's stronger than me like who's just been playing more than me but right, right. but yeah it's, this isn't tekken to where i could do that and uh you know maybe button mash my way into remembering what the combos were 
and then uh get, getting right that way but so with that being said then i've been in the bio mutant bio mutant's been it's been a good time still I, I like the customization uh crafting with different weapons different guns the different play styles that you can run into again it's starting to pick up in the storyline for me but now that scarlet nexus has dropped uh because that was a part of my whole plan yeah. was the was to jump into bio or finish bio mutant or really jump into bio mutant this week uh this weekend and get it knocked out but with scarlet nexus dropping man I think I'm gonna put that on a back burner. I played a little bit last night. Um, I do have some gameplay of that that I may throw up midway in the show at some point, depending on when this uh, this video cuts off, if I, if I even notice it. But Scarlet Nexus is one of those is a JRPG game that you guys got to play. You 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 got to at least try it out. Uh, I don't know if the demo's still out or whatever the case might be. But if you have a chance to check this game out, check it out. Uh, from the combo system to the way that they're at least with your main character using the psychokinesis and everything, it is extremely dope. Uh, I'm just, again, I'm about two hours in, so the combat hasn't been super in-depth for me. I'm also playing on the hardest difficulty, um, and I'm actually recommending to people, put it on that harder difficulty, see how you feel about it, because it's actually not as hard or difficult as I was, I was, as I was expecting uh, for it to be when you make that jump up, you know what I mean? Usually when you go, go into these games, you pick a harder difficulty, it really ramps it up. You take more damage, i.e., i.e., whatever. Um, those factors are true in this, but at the same time, it's not jarring, you know what I mean? I, I, that's why I've been kind of suggesting people, hey, try out hard, see how you feel about it. If not, just drop it back down to whatever you were playing at and enjoy it that way. But Scarlet Nexus has been a treat so far. I love how they... Uh, how they're doing the story, whether it's the animated parts or it's just the on-screen, like, still shots that they do. It's been solid. You know, fully voiced act, uh, fully a fully voiced crew, which I which I always enjoy. Uh, the fact that the character's mouse moves, even in these still moments, it kind of reminds me of uh, another game that I played that's like it. It's uh, Persona 5 uh, Strikers, um, where you have a team or whatever, and your team uh, you know helps you out in a combat or whatever the case might be. Um, and then they have those still shots in between because not everything is animated or whatever the case. But the plus for me on this side is that they're actually fully voiced. So everybody's talking, you know, everybody's having a conversation. Your character's having a conversation. Um, so far, I found out that my story playing as the, uh, as Yuito, I believe that's his name. Um, and then what is the chick's name? Karane? Uh, Sane. Kasane. Uh, Kasane, yeah. which I, I really like that name. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to play, playing her. She might be the new, my new anime chick name that I, that I use for, uh, for other, my other characters. But um, so far, I found that that kind of like, kind of like in near per se, the boy's story and the female story are actually completely different, right? Um, me and Pong were talking a little bit in the background, and the way that they introduce the guy character is completely different from the way that they introduce the girl character and then their background story. And I'm so far, and, it's, and I'm talking about from the perspective of only being a few hours in, right? Uh, which I found right. extremely interesting because I asked Pong some questions, which I'm not going to go into too much here. Uh, no it's spoilers. a new game. No I don't want. I don't want to yeah. give it away. But we talked about in the background. I was like, "Hey, man, I, I wanted to ask this because this happened." And he was like, "Oh, well, nah, that's not how it came across at all for me." And I was like, "Oh, well, yeah, this this is how it looks, and this is how it <laughs> seems to me." So he was like, "Oh, man, that's that seems like extremely interesting." I was like, 
Uh, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued now. So, but either way, man, it seems like an interesting game. I'm enjoying the combat again, as I always come on here and say I'm a combat enthusiast when it comes to these games. Uh, a game with some excellent combat is extremely important to me. Uh, a combat is along with a good story and uh, being able to customize your character are like three are like three main points for me. If you hit all three points of those those from me, you might have an excellent game on your hands, uh, at least from my perspective. So. With that being said, that's been what I've been into, man. Um, so right now, I think I'm going to be in between Guilty Gear, Strive, and uh, Scarlet Nexus, man. Scarlet that's a whole Nexus lot of anime the, right there, brother. The that's a whole lot of anime games. I can't, I can't, I can't help it, man. I can't help I, it. I love it. I, you know I'm jealous about the Guilty Gear stuff, so hey, man, you look. already know that. So, hey, look, look, we're on the same page when it comes to anime. But, yeah, just to piggyback off, uh, off steal a little bit off of Scarlet Nexus since we kind of dove yeah, into it here. Man, um... <clears throat> look, 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 Scarlet Nexus is something that Steele and I talked about last week uh, that we were, we've been hyped for this game for a long time. Right. Uh, the demo lived up to and kind of uh, really solidified that uh, it was, feeling. It was uh, crazy. I didn't and, play the demo like, like you stated right, earlier. You didn't, didn't play, play the, the demo. demo. Right. And I told right, you I didn't right. need to. And what's crazy. You don't, though. Is you I, don't, though. I, I, I bought the game and I'm having an excellent time with it. So, yeah. You got those nice red deluxe edition outfits, don't you? I, I, they're they're I'm sexy. They are sexy. They are. Cute. I'm kind. They're pretty I'm kind cute. Of upset too. God damn. <laughs> you got it on the cheap too. God. I did. I did. I did for, for the same price. For about the same price as <laughs> same price, price as I paid. That's standard. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> anyways, the demo for me solidified my feelings, right? And Steel was uh, obviously hyped as well, just from the he just saw the he saw the videos and saw the aesthetic and loved it. So hey, you know all about it. Uh, but really getting into this game now and starting to uh, see the story um, and kind of a little bit more depth to the game than just the demo because the demo didn't give us any story. Um, didn't know how the gameplay segments in between battles were going to play out because the right. demo was pretty much straight battle, right? Um, so for me. Getting into the game now, uh, for the four hours that I did, uh, man, this game is is something special. Bandai Namco is on an upswing. Bandai Namco has got something good going on with a lot of their de- a they lot of their do. dev teams over there. Yeah, they they usually do, but they're always games. kind of <laughs> with anime games. But they are, but they've never been. The Tales series is huge in the JRPG world, right? It's a it's a big series, but again, it's never been up there with the Dragon Quest. It's never mm-hmm. been up there with the 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 Final Fantasies. Obviously, it's never been on that level. But what right. they've got going on right now, and as you know, you we were saying that we were talking in the background a little bit. You know, they're using Unreal Engine Four, which you yes. have found out because you looked that up. Talk about um, that. My God, this game, for me, when it comes to anime games, like, I've been playing JRPGs for so long, for so many decades, I've seen it all, you know, from 2D sprites all the way up to what we got now. Right. But there's always been, uh, and a lot of them, and, and again, each one has, each development team has their own different style too if you look at the different series none Mm. of them i mean of course there's some that look similar but again you can tell a dragon quest from a final fantasy right you can tell uh you know a a a tale series from a trial series even though they're similar yes you can tell the difference and a lot of that has to do with the art because you get that anime hand-drawn art or you get that just the the vision from somebody final fantasy takes a totally different route than a lot of other games do so 
for me, things have to stand out, right? And so that's why I say when Bandai Namco's on the upswing, this Unreal Engine 4 that they're using and whatever they did to it, right? We've seen the videos of Tales of Arise yeah. and there's already some some kind of pre-smoke out there right now that people are saying this is going to be something special mm. because if you look at those battles and you look at the effects that they've got the going on, you look how... Ooh, silky and fast and everything else that you want yeah. from an action JRPG, right? Um, when you look at that stuff and, and you see what they did, and then you look at Scarlet Nexus, I'm telling you, Steel, I'm trying to think. Like, I've gone back and I was racking my brain out of all the anime-style games that I've played. Uh, Guilty Gear probably mm-hmm. being pretty probably being the other one when it comes to the closest thing possible to looking like you're playing an anime cartoon you're actually in the cart you know yeah. you're in the anime itself right and you're you're controlling the characters this has got to be up there this has really got to be up there the backgrounds that they use are absolutely stunning they look like classic and i'm talking again i'm an older guy so a yeah. lot of the new new animation, um, you know, a lot of the the computer animation that they use in anime now doesn't always appeal to me. I, I like that hand drawn, detailed look from the yeah. Akira's, you know, Ghost in the Shells. That that's my style of anime. I love that. I love when I see that somebody probably put, you know, probably about 150 hours into drawing the background uh, for a couple scenes only, right? So I mean, so I you, just love that look. Do you favor the yeah. Rorori Kenshin look? Do you favor, like, the Bleach look? Do you favor the... I don't um, mind... I- I don't. That's I don't still, know still, ever... still that same art style though, where it's like drawing. Yeah, yeah. Really I like bleach. I I like bleach. Uh, I've I've just watched trying to get a plenty field, of bleach. Just trying to get a field. Yeah, yeah. I like plenty of bleach. I just again for me, as far as like art style goes, because I think I know what yeah. you mean. Because I I have a, I have a really I'm pretty picky as far as like when it comes to anime styles for me too. Like I I just don't like everything. Um, it right. still has to have a right. certain look. I hate when they have they introduce too much CGI to anime. Um where you can really tell the difference where it kind of just cuts away from that. Uh, like you were saying, making, making you feel like you're part of the story. I feel like you're in the anime or, you know what I'm saying? But right. Um, right. And geezer prime just brought that up. And it's something that you and I had talked about in the background before the show too. He said yeah. it has a good transitions between cutscene and controllable gameplay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, facts, facts. Agree. 1000% and still the- photos. Yeah, even with the still photos, which Steele and I both said we didn't mind as part of kind of the, the, the you know, it's got a little persona feel to it in yeah, some ways. It too. Does. Um so you 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 had brought that up as well. Um it's got a persona feel to it as well, but it's got a nice blend. Now I saw some people mm-hmm. complaining that it, it chops up the pacing. I don't think it does. Um, for me, I didn't find any pacing issues with it. I guess because I'm kind of used to animes doing that sometimes. That. I yeah, definitely understand yeah, it, that thought. Uh, not to interrupt you again, sorry. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Go right ahead. But no, I mean, I, 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 I understand the thought of it being kind of, the pacing being kind of off for some people. I can see why people sure. would say that, because at least in the beginning, again, only being a few hours in, I, I don't want to say that, oh, the pacing is an issue. But, I mean, I, I can see that, because like, you go into a fight, and then next thing you know, you're doing some more talking. But, again, for me, it doesn't bother me because it's being done yeah. in such a way to where it's giving you the story deposition. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're right. getting right. the full breakdown of what's going on around you as you're progressing, and it goes flows right back into the fights. Like, you know you're about to fight. And then when you're not about to fight, you know that you're about to move on. You're about to move forward, about the case might be. Um, the one thing that I will say that was that kind of threw me off and i was like well, i mean why why would they just let me do it um was 
I had this cutscene uh, with the still images or whatever the case might be. I walked like up the block, and then I had another cutscene. I was like, okay, right. You should have just took me into the next cutscene, uh, like sure. if that's the case, and put me in the next next spot. But I understand why they did it because they also opened it up to where you can go into little creeks and crevices or whatever to find materials and stuff. So, right, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, no. Uh, so again, all that being said. Again, for me, it's the art style. And this Unreal Engine 4, this is my original point, as we always get sidetracked all the damn time yeah, here yeah. on you Living good? Split Screen, because that's what Steele and I well, do. Yeah, gamer talk. We like to talk, and we just talk. Um, so, but yeah, the art style, what they do with the Unreal Engine, it is incredible. The, the backgrounds yes. look like hand-drawn animation. Now, again, I don't know if they're hand-drawn or not, but they look like the classic style, very highly detailed. It mm-hmm. looks like it's ripped out of my my childhood anime watching. It's crazy to yeah. me when I look at it. Um, and then in the foreground, in the actual scenes that you're moving through, the actual parts that you are interacting with, it had it somehow, like I said, I was trying to explain this to Steel, and I don't know if anybody else will get this. I don't know if it's just my eyes, my brain, or whatever. But as you enter a new area, if you look at the the further away stuff, the further away an object is in this game, the more mm-hmm. anime, like real anime, it looks. And not to say that it gets like not when you get up close, but it becomes more of a game asset as you get closer to yeah. it, to me. But it still has an anime feel. It still looks like you could see somebody's pencil marks in in the actual object that you're viewing, right? For me, that is something special that I have not seen in a whole lot of games like this. I don't know how I I, I was like I said I was rack, racking my brain at how many did this again. Guilty Gear X is very good at Blouse giving blue. you that feel. Oz Blue is another one. Yes, absolutely. Did it it pretty well. Yeah, it's just that feeling that you are actually interacting Mm. in an anime, right? And for me, that's important. I know a lot of people don't like anime. That's cool. It's a niche. It's it's gotten bigger. It's gotten much bigger than especially when I was younger. Uh, It's gotten a lot bigger. So, uh, but for me, this makes this game even more special. But like you said, Steel, uh, the story is well done so far from what I'm hearing. And like you were talking about, this difference in the story between the characters, I can't wait to kind of see where this goes. Uh, now that you kind of told me that your side is a little bit different than my side, um, since you're playing, uh, you know, obviously different different roles uh and the perspectives yeah. change uh that is going to be cool for replayability uh, but like you were talking about i will i will agree with you wholeheartedly the combat uh, is easy to get into uh it does have some depth the skill tree uh isn't over the, the brain uh what is it the brain i forget what they call it the brain something um is it over the top uh complicated but it's definitely got depth to it it definitely has a lot of different directions you can take your character in when it comes to different skills and beefing things up um you know and i they really do. just enjoy it the, yeah the skill yeah. tree the skill tree is pretty is pretty wide ranging actually i i was wasn't really expecting that because um uh, i was you typically when you get into these types types of games you go for those um, you know, the agility moves or moves that'll give you more combos and stuff like that. And I was kind of seeing the way that it was breaking broke down. Um, and I'm, and I can't give you a, a completely accurate breakdown right now unless I was looking at the game. But the way that they fit in how everything is adjusted per how your play style. Like for example, I'm I went up to middle tree so far because I wanted to double jump uh, and I want to be able to get to a point where I can jump in the air and dodge to the side. Uh, it also gave me 
what what else? There was I think it gave me another uh, took attack. those two. Did you take the, did you take those two? What J- the, the double jump and then yeah, to be yeah, able yeah, to yeah yeah, 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 yeah that's so where I'm at. <laughs> I, I need I need I need all of that. It's, I, yeah. I throw all of that uh, brain crush. Is it called? Is it called brain crush? Um, but uh, yeah, I, I go I go that way because I want more bit more, more mobility for my combat. I um, mean, those right. have been kind of what I've been lacking. But I, as I just get further and further into the skill tree and see how it hooks into the skill tree underneath it, it's kind of like, OK, I, I don't mind doing that. You know what I mean? As far as like going down with one of the other skill tree sides. So uh, that's been interesting, man. And uh, Scarlet Nexus, I, again, man, if y'all are questionable about it, check it out. Watch some gameplay. Um, see and see how you feel. I mean, take the, the skeezer brain crush. I like it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, definitely check it out. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say brain dance before Cyberpunk. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> uh, but I had that on my mind. But uh, yeah, no, uh, definitely check it out, people. If you have any kind of interest, I can definitely tell you. Uh, reviews have actually been pretty good. Um, again, don't look at the Xbox reviews because for some reason they're different. And everybody else's reviews, and, and we, again, we doesn't ever make sense. That. We can talk about yeah, that we can talk about that. After, it's just a little strange. A yeah, a little strange. Uh, but yeah, I was just gonna say uh, to wrap this up uh, because again, we always know that Phil and his entire team watch this show and many other podcasts every single week. I know nice. they got people just. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Uh, but for... <laughs> I talked. About, I talked about our. Um made this prediction when we did our video with mav for the e3 predictions okay steel and now that i've seen scarlet or had hands on with scarlet nexus and i see what tales of arise is doing mm-hmm. um and obviously well aware of the ace combat uh you know and many 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 others but i had said this in our e3 predictions when uh when mav had uh, asked us uh about acquisitions during e3 right um and he had i had thrown out bandai namco uh, and I kind of throw it out there as a different little spin and I know it's complicated. I know they got their hands in other businesses that yeah. Microsoft may not want to be yeah. a part of. I, I get all that, but honestly with this upswing that I'm seeing from this crew, and again, they've always been solid, but I'm saying that it looks like they're taking another level kind of step here. They're, they're moving up in what I'm seeing here. Um, cause again, we've seen a lot of. God, I can just go on about this forever. We've seen a lot of, of of Eastern developers not hang with the times, right? Not come forward with the times. We just saw this out of Team Ninja in the Square Enix show, yes. right? They're, they're, they're not coming up to date. They look like they're still you know, rocking out in the 360 PS3 era, for God's sakes, and a lot of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we, ha- we have seen a lot of Eastern developers not be able to keep up with what's going on in this industry and moving forward. And Namco seems to be one that's keeping up. And they actually seem to be, you know, elevating their game up too as well. So again, right. Phil, you guys, if you're looking to move in that Eastern market, I know it'd be complex. I know it's not the easiest acquisition out there, but Bandai Namco is definitely one I would be all about for that. So, um, right. but anyways, uh, I just wanted to say that because it was kind of funny, but it was also just part of that E3 conversation that we had and it kind of fit into this. Cause I was like, I just threw it out there because I just, you know, again, I like Bandai Namco um, yeah, and they've got, they've got so much IP. It's not even funny. If you go through their IP list, it's utterly ridiculous. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think we both agree. Scarlet Nexus is definitely one to get on uh, for anybody interested. And 
yeah, I think that's uh, we wrapped that one up nicely, brother. Excellent, excellent. We um, well, that's our Scar- Scarlet Nexus breakdown. I actually didn't include that in the title, and I probably will now, um, or include that in the description again. This is where gamers, you know, we we talk games, man. You know, we're so passionate about what's going on within the industry, within the universe of gaming. Um, and we're starting, we're trying to talk to the bigger crowd, the bigger majority of those who are just interested in gaming overall, right? Give you that live, raw, and uncut, authentic gamer talk that you may not get anywhere else. Um, that's what me and Palm pride ourselves in again. Like I keep telling people, the fact that unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, uh, me and Palm are unable to. Uh, at this current time really come together during the week and really kind of plan out what we want to do whatever the case might be this kind of leads credence to how organic uh, everything that we do here is um and how again authentic it is because this is just us pretty much laying three main topics down uh potentially uh ideas more so and then just going off the top of the dome and having cut ca- and having casual conversation as gamers should right um taking out all the console war nonsense out of it non-platform centric nonsense out of it um and just talking about gaming right so but anyway if you love what we're doing hit that like button share it out tell your mama and her ex-boyfriend about it and just share it with your kids man let, let them know about the, the living split screen morning show that goes live or every not Saturday on your neighbor's morning. doors Go yeah, knock go on knock, your neighbor's door. knock on your neighbor's door meet right your, meet now. Meet your neighbors. Right now. Meet what are you neighbors. doing? Yeah. Are you drinking Pound coffee? Pound on the door. Are you drinking coffee right now? Are you are you <laughs> eating breakfast right now? If you're not doing eating, I got a show for you. go outside, knock on your neighbor's door, and ask them if they just woke up and put on some living split screen this morning. But with that being said, Palm, as we do week by week, man, we got to get into the up coming games biggest reason again why we do this is because we want to show everybody what may be upcoming now this list isn't perfect uh there may be some things left out and that's fine um if you guys want to throw in some things in between or have some other things that you may want us to talk about throw that in chat let us know and we'll address those things but with that being said let's get into these upcoming games because we as gamers need to know what's being released What's going on, man, Pawn? What can it you tell is, us? Right. So what we've got going on here, let me bring this up real quick. There we are. Uh, so we got this week in games, new releases, starting with June. It's kind of a light week. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, it's actually kind of a really light week. But uh, we've got uh, Curved Space on June 29th. This is coming out for PlayStation 5, uh, Xbox Series consoles, of course, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, this is by uh, uh, developer only by Midnight and published by Maxim Games. Um, and uh, you know, again, I don't even. I'm trying to remember if I had seen anything about this or not. It says it's an action think. game. Um, from, from is it an action? Is, yeah, it says the is genre it, is an action game. Uh, oh, it's, it's, a shm- it's a shmup. Okay. The contender for shmup of the year is one of the quotes. Oh, okay. so I'm all about shoot 'em. I'm all about shmups. Didn't hear about curve uh, intense, space, so that's interesting. Yeah, curve space is an intense arcade style twin stick shooter that takes okay. classic formula and plunges it into the weirdest reaches of space. Battle cosmic space invading spiders across curved landscapes where bullets hug the terrain uh, while the horizon drops sharply out of sight. Okay, interesting. Awesome. I'm well, always about twin stick shooters. Might be a beautiful yeah. game. Might be. So go check that out. Curve Space, June 29th. Uh, and then we've got uh, 
Oh, we got Destroy All Humans coming to the Switch finally on June 29th. So Destroy All Humans is classic. The remaster is absolutely beautiful. Uh, I actually downloaded it because I downloaded, uh, what was that, last month when it came out on uh, Game Pass? Uh, I think it was so. last month. Yeah, I think it was last month. But I, I always forget because we got so many games coming out. But yeah, I've, I downloaded the uh, remaster. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, well done. Uh, the comedy still holds awesome. up. Uh, the writing is incredible. So Destroy All Humans, though, comes to the Switch. Uh, for anybody out there still rocking uh, or going to do the handheld uh, version of Destroy All Humans. Okay. Uh, so get that. Could be, a, um, could be a good game to play on the go, man. I mean, it's definitely. It could I be a real remember. good game. Yeah, I definitely think yeah, it could be a good game quick, for it on It's a quick romp. It's a, it, it, it's fun. It, it's just fun. Yeah. Again, the, the writing holds up. Not a lot. A lot of games that, that old, uh, or I shouldn't say. I should say a smaller portion of the right uh, games that old have writing that actually still holds up to this day. Yeah, but destroy yeah. humans. Destroy uh, destroy all humans. Still makes you chuckle. Yeah, um, it, it, it's, it's awesome. Top. So I like it. Yeah, yeah. You get to be the alien for God's sakes, man. You Who doesn't to, enjoy that, right? Right, exactly. You can the cows flying all over the place and hitting people with <laughs> random things in the environment. It's awesome. Kind of like it's, uh, it's it's GTA and uh, what is that? Saints Row on crack. Right, exactly. Who doesn't want to probe some humans? Come on, there now. you go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, and then also on June 29th, we've got Disgaea Six. Defiance of Destiny. Ooh. That is on June 29th for the Switch. Disgaea Six. Uh, Personally, uh, love Disgaea, uh, okay. or I shouldn't say loves a little Ooh. strong. Let's say, let's say I really enjoy Disgaea. Okay, um, it's okay. a strategy, uh, but this one um, so far, and it's only coming out on Switch, so obviously I won't be checking it out. But it's by NIS America. Um, I love them. Um, another company I think that uh, Phil and his team should look at if they want to get into that Japanese market. Uh, yes. Under, under, uh, definitely uh, Nippon Ichi is definitely an underappreciated developer. They are niche, but I don't care i like them uh yeah. but the uh disgaea six uh strategy uh normally it's a 2d sprite a strategy game so the old school style they actually went full 3d models this okay. time and i'm hearing some people aren't liking it um as much they've said that all of the um the gameplay is there, and it's still classic uh, gameplay. Uh, so if you like the series, a lot of people are saying, hey, if you can get past the 3D uh, rendered models, uh, the game is still there, um, and you'll still enjoy this one. But it is a big change for them to go from 2D sprites to this. So 2D sprites just, 2D sprites just give certain games character. It's just like one of those things, uh, yeah, right? It's you. just like, you. you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I'm past it, take that you. away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and I get it. I get it. I get that too. So, um, you know, again, we were just talking, yeah. funny, I was just talking about how, you know, some Eastern developers aren't coming up <laughs> with yeah. speed, and here's one coming up to speed, and all of a sudden people don't necessarily like it. So, you know, but they got to do what they got to do. But yeah, Disgaea 6, Defiance Destiny, June 29th on Switch. Um, Doom, Doom Eternal gets that next gen upgrade for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series consoles also on June 29th. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me. Do you remember off the top of your head, Steel? I think it's 1800. Uh, resolution for the series console is 1800 at 120 frames per second. And then I don't remember the 60 frames one with ray tracing. Uh, but anyways, it's getting 120 frames per second um upgrade and it's also getting ray tracing 60 frames uh mode a doom eternal is very very good um i know some people loved it it was up for game of the year um obviously there's a ton of doom fans out there i'm not big on all the platforming they put into this one i know some people love it 
some people necessarily didn't like it. I'm in the, the former camp. I, I just want to go around and shoot stuff all the time. Um, I don't want to be worrying about if my jump is precise. Um, uh, and in this one, <laughs> in this one, they definitely upped the platforming yeah, a lot. So, so um, but just to give you the, the feature yeah. breakdown, on the Series yeah. X, you can look to expect in performance mode, 1800p at 120 frames. Yep. In balance yep. mode, you get 4K at 60 frames. In ray tracing mode at 1800p, you get 60 frames. On the Series S, you get 1080p at 120 in performance. In balance mode, you get 1440p at 60. In ray tracing mode, it is unavailable. Yes, PlayStation is unavailable. 5. Performance yep. mode, you get 1584p at 120 frames. In balance mode, you get that good old 4K at 60 frames. And then in ray tracing mode, you get that good old 1800p at 60 frames. And then on PC, ray tracing mode, availability, availability and performance depends on a user's PC hardware. All modes and features, all modes feature dynamic resolution scaling, balanced and performance modes not available with ray tracing. Performance mode requires 120 hertz compatible display. Balance mode requires a 4K compatible display. <laughs> you know what you would have been good at? What? Way off topic. <laughs> you would have been good at doing the prices right descriptions of the uh, different items Ooh. that were up. Do you remember? <laughs> hey, I, I don't know I'm, how much prices right I'm, right I'm locked into some voiceovers. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've watched plenty of prices right. Oh, you would have been great. You would have been great describing the stoves and the refrigerators and the vehicles. You you would have been awesome at that, man. You're you're not you're not the, you're not the first person that said that. I'm, I'm starting to really th look into this whole voiceover <laughs> thing because more and more people keep saying that. Hey, man, you might want to uh, check this stuff out. But uh, for the meantime, between time, yeah, that's just <laughs> one. You one probably would have been sure one of Barker's, you know, friends. You you would have been one of his favorites for sure. So he would have loved you. Oh man, it, I can't help. I can't help. This is just natural, though. Like I feel, I, and it's funny because I know people feel like that. That like this, like it's forced or whatever the case might be. Because it's like that for a lot of people. People like they just get on here and they feel like they gotta go outside of their own, you know, wheelhouse. But it's like, dude, when I say this is live, raw, and uncut, I live by that mantra. You know, you know what I mean. Do you talk Everything, to your family this way? My family just depends. We do have interesting <laughs> conversations this way, though. Yeah, I, it just sure you do. My, my daughters don't find it as amazing or as amusing, so it's like <laughs> I'm sure I got, not. I'm I sure talk not. to them more sternly and more parent-like. But like my 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 old lady, yeah, it's, I gotta get feed her the excitement. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. I've heard you two go back and forth. I know. But I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. This, where, where else are you gonna get this uh, uncut and organic content, man? I'm here, baby. I'm here. <laughs> All right. All right, and now uh, for our next item to bid on, uh, we are looking at June 29th as well, and this is actually going to be Sky, Children of the Light. Um, now, this one looks like, uh, yeah, this is going to be another Switch game, so it's a big week for Switch here, actually. Uh, this is a mobile game uh, that's yes. been out for a while. This was on iOS and on Android uh, back in 2019 uh, and 2000. Uh, 20 respectively uh but here uh it's coming out to switch uh looks like a cool little kind of artistic game here man i'm mm -hmm. not gonna lie i kind of like the art style uh it looks like a relaxing chill kind of game um 
for sure. Um, so uh, that is Sky, Children of the Light. And that is also on uh, June 29th. June 29th, also, we see Spirit of the North on Xbox Series consoles and Xbox One. Uh, This game is from Infuse Studio, uh, published by Merge Games. It's an adventure game. This has been out uh, for a couple years now on PlayStation. Um, And this was, uh, let's see, yeah, it came out on PlayStation and then PlayStation 5 got it last year in May. Um, And Switch and PC also got it. Um, And then it got upgraded uh, for PlayStation 5 in November. November, uh, and now it's finally hitting the series console. So this looks like one of those maybe uh, timed exclusives, little indie titles or something that they had helped with. Uh, but it's about a fox, and it looks actually really good. Um, I like it. I think it. You mean you mean different platforms have to have exclusives? Look, look, look. We're going to talk about if God of War is coming to Xbox or not later. Just hold okay, okay. on, Steel. Okay. My fault, my fault. <laughs> We go go down that road, but Spirit of the North looks kind of cool. Looks like you're a fox and you're traveling through. Actually, you know what? I think I played this game on PlayStation Four. I'm pretty sure I, I know. See, which one I can see is. you playing this game. It's a beautiful game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I believe I did actually play this game. Now that I'm looking at it, so Spirit of the North, check it out. Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. Doki Doki. Oh, the the good old Doki Doki games. Okay. I actually enjoy the Doki Doki, but this looks different. Oh God. This looks different. Another one of your style. I see you. It's not the. This is not the Doki Doki I was thinking of. Maybe I was thinking of literature club. That's your. That's your thing, huh? Yeah, no, not literature. It's the literature club, man. Doki Doki, man. No, no, never mind. Doki Doki (laughs) Literature Club Plus. Hey, it's Uh, rated mature, Pong. It had to be the one you were talking about. It's rated mature. Is it it really rated mature? The industry rating is mature, Pong. Oh, Oh. Look at, Are you, you look know at the about art, this Doki but look Doki? at the art. You, you know. <laughs> Don't, yeah, no. Maybe there's no, a, no, there might be some things in there that you. <laughs> yeah. No, this is oh, not the Doki Doki I was thinking of. That is hilarious. And I ever said that, ladies and gentlemen, but Doki Doki Literature Club for all of you fans out there, I'm not going to shame you in any way, shape, or form. And right. this is the plus version. So maybe that's why it's mature. And it's coming out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series consoles. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on June 30th. So if anybody's into the Doki Doki Literature Club, you know what? For you, man. It's coming out. So, uh, and then uh, Greedfall, the upgraded version with all of the DLC is coming out for PlayStation 5 and series consoles on June 30th. Look, let me tell you about Greedfall. Um, Tell me a little bit about it. Greedfall is my spider... On Greedfall, Paul. I, sell I me. can't. Okay, I, I okay. can't sell you because you have a higher. <sighs> no, don't sell me. I'm just saying. Just, just you're kind of high class when it comes people. to certain games, and to, for me to try to get you to play a single player role playing game, it's got to be something special like Mass Effect, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, for, I'm not going to sell. This is one of Greedfall is one of those games. It's by Spider uh, Spider Studios and Focus Home Interactive published it. Um, Greedfall is one of those double A. Um, RPGs uh, that uh, it's Western style. Um, so Spiders Studios has always been a double A studio and they've done very well. I actually just picked up another one, I picked up one of their 360 games oh, okay. uh, called Mars, uh, another RPG uh, that was just on sale uh, for $1.99. 
Okay. okay. Um, I have yet to play Mars. Um, I, I popped it in the other night, but I hadn't played it previously. But because it was spiders and because I've read some things on it, either you love their games or you really don't like them is what okay. it comes down to. They're never, they're always very good. A lot of aspects, but there's always going to be some other things that turn people off to them. Greedfall falls right into that category. Okay. But if you do like the Western style RPGs, if you do enjoy um, double A games that look and feel sometimes like a triple A game and then other times fall short of that, uh, Greedfall is definitely one you want to try. It is a definitely uh well-defined world uh it is lore heavy uh there is a ton to it they don't skimp when it comes to story Mm -hmm. um it's a shorter game now i have not played the dlc and i have not beaten it yet uh but i did put some time into it but they i would definitely give it a go if you're looking for one of those middle of the road kind of rpgs spiders studios is always good for that and they will scratch uh, a bunch of your itches, okay. um, but they may not scratch all your itches. The combat in this game is deep. The combat in this game can be Souls-like. Uh, there will be areas yeah. that you walk into where you get your butt kicked. Okay, straight up. That's just the way it's going to be. And I'm not a Souls fan, but you do have to learn how to use your magic in combination with your weapons. Um and you definitely need to make sure that you are equipped at all times, meaning that you have healing and everything else with you. Uh, but really really a good game uh See, really wanna, a good game i want to try to give some i want to try to give some perspective on this because i know people say souls like uh and they're referring to the difficulty but let, let, i want to be completely honest when when like referring to souls like when i think of souls like i'm i'm thinking yes it punishing you for dying or whatever the case might be but more so not necessarily the difficulty because um souls games are very based off of your personal skill if you're not paying attention to the enemy, you can't just walk into a new boss and think that you know all the moves right. that they're going to do or be able to time everything or, you know, not everybody's that nice. You know what I mean? In um, a lot of these games, you got to fight a boss a couple of times to really learn the patterns or whatever the case might be. Um, so are you saying it's, it's like a soul's like just because of the, the difficulty or oh, does it punish you for con- dying? combat no it doesn't punish you for dying like that because it's still a straight rpg so no it's not it's not like that you're not losing your stuff just because you died you don't have to go back and fight none of that difficulty spikes in certain parts i'm I'm, I'm talking about you have to again i guess when i talk when i think souls games now and again this might be again as not a souls player but again when i think souls games i'm talking about like you've got to know how to dodge, how to parry, okay. how to make sure that your timing is down with the bosses. Okay. Um, it's not one of those games where you can go in and necessarily hack and slash okay. um, your way through it. Um, it's not going to work. It's not going to work for Just you at all. You've got respect. You got to retreat. Right. You got to attack. Right. Okay. You got to retreat. That's, you got to attack. That's definitely right? like yeah. Yeah, that that's that's when I say souls. That's how I'm thinking of it. Yeah, no, nah, so, I, I get it. I just want to clear that, clarify that for the people because not everybody everybody has this one way of thinking about what souls like games are. And it's like it's deeper than that, man. It's like you can, when you're yeah. saying souls like you could be talking to so many different oh, aspects. You, you know what I mean? That's I know, what makes that shit unique. So I just wanted to give that something for people to have some kind of perspective in case they they're interested in Greedfall, right? Because you tell people there's something in souls like, and they're like, oh, I don't know about that man like i don't want to play that you know right, it turns right, exactly. some people off so um exactly and then trevor yeah. i feel you 
I feel you as far as like souls like equals block and parry encounter. I've I've never been blocking. Sure, the whole parrying thing. I've did, never did much parrying in uh in Dark Souls. Um, and mainly that's because thirty FPS made you're it so, kind of difficult to so do. Good. No, so good. I wouldn't say all hey, that. You're so good. I just like no, I, just, no, no, I like to be expert. punished. I like to be punished and roll around and look. From software calls you steal and says, "Hey, can I you wish. test our game?" I wish you test That'd our be game because nice. you're gonna beat this. You're gonna beat this faster than anybody else. No, you're no. not gonna have to use all the moves. Uh, okay, let me tell you. You're gonna tell walk you. through it. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you this amazing story. So in Dark Souls three, let me let me tell you how great I am at Dark at Dark Souls. Look, here we go. Look, look, look. look so, I got him. I got him. Dark Souls. Dark Souls three. Right. Well, got it, got it. And I'm, I'm, I'm probably about like 20, 30 hours into Dark Souls, whatever the case might be. I get into the, uh, into the abyss, I believe it's called, and I'm, I'm doing all, I'm, I'm thinking of all this coming just off the top of the dome because I, and I, I'm not, I'm not always the greatest with names, so excuse that. But there's a, there's the boss, there's a boss that you fight in the beginning of Dark Souls three, um, that you also have the option to fight again in the abyss area. When I tell you that this boss beat my ass so bad that I put the game down for three months and did not come back to it, I am not lying to you. I, bro, I at least died to this boss 30 times. And it was because it was just so many aspects to it. I'm, mind you, I'm playing the game at 30 FPS, right? Um, because I'm, right. I'm playing on console. I mean, it is what it is. But at that, at that, at that time. Bro, when I tell you, he wasn't that hard the first time I fought him. And this second time, when you fight him in the abyss or whatever, he was so over-the-top ridiculous between his first phase and his second phase when he transforms or whatever the case might be, that he beat my ass so bad I had to put the game down for 90 days. I was like, man, I'm so cool off this fucking game. This game is dumb as hell. And then after that, <laughs> then I, but then, then I came back to it. Uh, I, you know, I got my multiplayer wrong, came back to it, and guess what? I beat him the first try. So it, it's, it's one of those things. Like, <laughs> what's what's just... Steel saying here, people? What's Steel saying here? Okay, let me translate for all of you out there, okay? <laughs> so uh, he is so good at Souls games that he normally just walks through them. So when he got to this boss, right, and this boss beat him, he knew the game was cheating. And he had to call had to. from software and tell them that, look, you guys created this cheating boss to prevent me from being as good as I normally am. And that ain't fair yeah, because it's now cool. it's not skill-based anymore. Yeah, it's not cool. And anymore, he had to quit right? for three months until they patched it. That's and then it he was. went back and beat it. That's what it was. That had to be, that had to be the case. <laughs> In one attempt. See, that, that, that had to be the case because I, I I don't know what else happened. Maybe they, they had to have passed the game and then fixed everything. You know what I mean? That, that tends to happen with me. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I know Geezer was in the chat talking about how do we get from Greenfall to Dark Souls? It's, it's, <laughs> it's what Pong brought up the combat. What happens at <laughs> living split screen, Geezer? I know you've been here plenty. Oh, you know what happens here. He said I only said on LSS. <laughs> that's that is correct. I said something just you know. Just, just using it as a descriptor, and Steel took it in a whole left yeah, did, turn, did, and we did. had to talk about Dark Souls. We so, did, anyways, did. Greedfall, Greedfall is coming. The updated version, the next gen version, yes. it is free for current owners too. Yes. And if you have not bought the game yet, they are doing a complete package with all the DLC and everything together. Um, finally, getting that sixty frames uh, and upgraded res, I believe. Actually, I think they're updating updating the res too um, for next gen. But again, if you're looking for something to jump in to you got a uh, greed is a good one uh you can definitely and and uh shizno uh reminded me as well um i said i had picked up mars they also did technomancer as well which you will always find on sale 
uh, somewhere. Technomancer is another one of those games of by spiders um, that it's hanging out there, but it's got a it's it's a sci fi game. Okay. Um. So it's a sci fi RPG. But again, going to expecting the world. But if you're just looking for something to have fun with, really enjoy good, uh, good, but not great, uh, you know, acting okay. uh, good, but not great uh, necessarily uh, storytelling all the time. You're going to find something in there. Your decisions, uh, you know, again, they, they want to be, you know, they want to be um you know elder scrolls they okay. they want to be fallout mm-hmm. they just they just don't have they're just not a they're not a triple a studio but they have a lot of talent there and so they make some really good stuff so again go go check it out uh greedfall and that's the last one for this week so excellent excellent well hell yeah man well yeah. that definitely wraps up the upcoming games man it sounds like we got some interesting things going on um so that's that's exciting to hear and hopefully there was something in there for everybody to be excited about um CP, I say again, we got the excellent people in the chat keeping it live. I showed up talking. We got Trevor to show it up. We got Sisno Elite. Uh, who oh, else? Yeah. Master Rector still in the chat, getting it on, telling us that it's all organic. Yes, sir. You know how we do things here. Uh, Casket repair. Casket repair. Yeah. Uh, we, oh, you got to do. You got to do the name. You know who showed up before? I don't know if you Back saw. Back from him. the dead. Who? Uh, who are you talking about? Your favorite name. Your favorite name to say. Well, not yours, but another one that you do a good. Is impression it Stanley? Of. Is it Stanley or, or? No, not Stanley Francois. Come on Francois. now. <laughs> Oh, well, no, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen Mr. Francois. Hopefully he's showing well, up with us. Oh, I said Mass Red. Joe. You know? oh, oh, Joe, Joe Dunmore? Yeah, Joe, Joe Dunmore? He was here? Where's Joe Shout Dunmore? Joe Dunmore, shout, shout out. out shout out to Mag. Yeah, I love, that. <laughs> love, love Mag, bro. He's such an awesome dude. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, shout out, shout out to everybody. Noof was in here earlier, too. Noof was in here earlier, Noof was in here, yes. I'm not sure. Boom showed up. Sure, we should uh, go check out his out. good morning Xbox show tomorrow Sundays. morning. Uh, very early, I think they are on at eight o'clock central, nine eastern. I want to say, don't know for sure, but go check his uh, news channel, uh, and watch good morning uh, Xbox because they have an excellent show. He's been a big supporter of Steel and I, he's a great member yes. of the community. So go check that out. They've got a great panel over there. I love a lot of the guys on there and, and girls. Uh, so fantastic, fantastic show. Facts, facts. Um, and then shout out to Bathroom Dad. He's saying, uh, just working and lurking. Another 10-hour day at work and just looking oh, forward to goes. having tomorrow off. Look, man, oh, that that's back. what we're here for, to give you that energy that you need to get into your weekend, uh, to give you that authentic content, to give you some passionate content, and just something to maybe, you know, maybe th- maybe make you think a little bit uh get those gears turning uh so maybe if you got to get outside and work on the bike a little bit like i do uh so we can get up and run and shout out to noof i saw he just copped him a bike himself uh it's we, we can have a good time right i see ains mr porsche power himself is oh, in the building shout out to ains morning, we had a, sir we had an excellent time on the big cast last weekend y'all, y'all definitely check that out uh, shout out to Porsche Power. Much love, much love. Another Halo brother of mine. I can't wait to get into the academy with you. Um, the Mass Effect One cover of look, mine. Look, for look, sure. Mass so. Effect Two is the goat. As somebody who just played all Mass Effect, <laughs> Mass Effect Two is the goat. I gotta stop. Yeah, I gotta uh, stop. One did some good world building, but two is is the goat. But anyway, um. Yeah, man. Just to kind of continue, I, I think one of the first things that I want to really get into, because I think it's an interesting talking point, is, um, and I'm going to throw this right back right back into you, Pong, uh, just because I've been talking for a minute, right? Uh, is the PlayStation experience. 
there, apparently oh, there yeah. was a trademark put out for um, on the 11th of this month. And it's holding some credence that some things might be popping up, right? So off of the PlayStation Lifestyle website, the PlayStationLifestyle.net, uh, I kind of want to bring this to you guys, uh, bring this to you guys' attention because maybe everybody remembers the PlayStation experience, but remember the PlayStation experience? It looks like Ew. Sony Interactive Entertainment hasn't completely shelved the event at all. After all, folks at a gaming group spotted a recently filed trademark application for PSX. According to the United States Patent and Trademark Office, USPTO, the application was filed on Friday, June 11th. Sony has been hosting its digital state of play events, but they certainly haven't filled the void left behind by PSX, which was last held in 2018 in Bangkok, Thailand. And in the U.S., the last event was held in 2017. So, with them skipping out on E3, Palm, with them not having their, you know, they're doing their state of plays, whatever the case might be, but now it's looking like, before I thought state of plays were they were talking about everything that's going on within their gaming, little gaming world. But now it seems like their state of plays are more narrowed down to individual games or right, maybe a couple games. Spotlights. Right? Yeah. I would have rather it have been called PlayStation Spotlight, you know, but whatever. <laughs> right. So we have this going on. They missed E3. Uh, they don't feel like they don't need to be part of E3. I personally think that PlayStation thinks that they're Nintendo, uh, that they can do whatever they want and their consumers are going to buy it regardless. Now, to a certain perspect, uh, they perspective, wrong? they're not wrong, but they also are not Nintendo. They can fall in between the cracks very quickly and very fast uh, because from, at least to me, uh, they don't have the same development cycle as, say, someone that has 25-plus studios, 26-plus studios, potentially, quote-unquote. But with that being said, Paul, with them bringing, black, bringing back the play, PlayStation experience, what do you think that they're trying to do with this? Um, are they trying to connect back with the consumers? Or are they just trying to have, like, an answer to E3? Or what do you think is going on with this whole situation? I definitely think that this is definitely them trying to reconnect. Um, I, I think it makes put it this way: PlayStation Experience used to be a really, really cool thing. They, you know, they they used to do PlayStation Experience on top of doing like E3 as well uh, back in the day when they were still doing E3. Um, it's going to be interesting. Um, my perspective because they don't necessarily have the front facing characters that they mm -hmm. did uh, back then with the Sean Ladens of the world and all that right. kind of stuff. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I mean, are you going to, you know, is Jim, Jim Ryan going to you know, kind of uh, change his, change his coat and come out and try to be more front facing and try to be more, uh, you know, consumer friendly uh, with people and try to get out in front of his customers um, and try to become that face, uh, try to become more personable uh, with people or is Jim Ryan who Jim Ryan is, uh, which is a straight business guy. Um, yeah. and is he going to let someone like Herman Holst go out there and try to become that person? Now I've seen, and we talked about this last week too, Steel. I found it interesting, but Herman Holst has been more active on Twitter lately. Yes. Um, and you know, Herman Holst definitely has much more of a, again, I don't know these people personally, so it's always hard. You're just judging by what you see, but Herman Holst has definitely much more, uh, you know, customer centric kind of personality than a Jim Ryan does. Jim right. Ryan's going to sit down. 
over over a glass of scotch and he's going to talk bottom line numbers with you all damn day, right? That yeah. that that's what Jim Ryan's going to do. Herman Holst can get yes, out there and talk games. Herman Holst can talk games with people. Herman yeah. Holst can relate more to experience, gamers. Right. right. Now is he another Sean Lane? I don't know. I, I haven't seen enough of him to know if he's got that personality. Is he a Phil Spencer in the making? You know, I don't know. Uh, but I think that Sony, because they've made this decision to get away from E3, and I think that's a permanent decision. I don't think they're coming back. Okay, I, I just I don't. Um, I I think this is something they they are forging their own path when it comes to this. So you've got, yeah. um, you know, you've got to somehow somehow, especially in this day and age, deal with everybody being connected. Right, mm-hmm. you somehow have to make that connection. You do. And I think Sony's figuring that out real quick that they can't act like this is the 1980s and they and you know and then they could sit in their ivory towers and not talk to their community at all especially when you got microsoft and xbox out here being one of the most transparent big time companies out there and you got you got people like phil and aaron greenberg and, and everybody else sarah bond out here talking to the community you got people like jason ronald answering tech questions yes. in twitter Right, random tech questions in Twitter. Right, yeah. can't constantly. sit constantly. It just happened yesterday. Yeah, you you can't you can't sit there and have a company a competitor like Xbox out here being this visible, being this personable, showing this much goodwill towards their community. Right, and all gamers in general, if we're being honest here. Um, and then you go sit in your ivory tower and look down upon everybody and go, yeah, we don't need to do that. We, we, we don't need to answer to any of this. We, we, we can give them the information we want to give them when we feel like giving it to them. You can't continuously do that. It's going to chip away at your image. Yes. Okay. No matter how big you are, like you said, steel, not Nintendo. Okay, Sony's not, big, Sony's powerful, and I think that they could definitely, you know, carve out their own little pond just like Nintendo did. I definitely think they could survive and do that, but they don't have the they don't have the mystique that Nintendo does. They don't have the individual individuality that Nintendo does, uh, because let's face it, Nintendo no longer competes with Xbox or PlayStation. Right, they no longer compete there. They're living in their own space, their own world. They make their own style games, completely different. Whereas Sony and Xbox yeah, still right. have a ton of crossover. Yeah. They still have a ton of crossover, and so they are still competing. So yeah, Sony needs to do something like this. I was happy to see this. Now again, we're not going to know anything. We don't know what they're going to come out and show or how they're going to present. Back in the day, right. it definitely was like conversational yes, right they, they yes, were they, exactly that that's how it was back in the day with the playstation experience now they could just come out and and this could just be a, a state of play part two without the spotlighting of a certain game right that this we don't know how this is going to come off but if they go back if they look at the original playstation experiences and if that's what they're going to try to bring back and maybe jim ryan comes out and tries to you know put on a smile every once in a while and, and and chat like a normal, you know, like a, like a normal person. I don't know how it's going to come off, but maybe they try to do that with him. Um, Or maybe it's just like Herman Holst or somebody else within the the company that we're not aware of right now that becomes that face uh, so that, that, that their customers uh, and we as gamers look and say, okay, now I kind of see who Sony is. Because again, at the end of the day, whoever you put out there is the quarterback, right? And we always go back to sports analogies because it's easy. But the quarterback sets what 
sets the image for your team. The quarterback is the person when you look at them, you you say, okay, I know what kind of team this is, right? Yeah. You see the Tampa, you say you, you saw the New England Patriots forever, mm-hmm. and it was Tom Brady's team, right? Mm-hmm. When you looked at Tom Brady, you knew what kind of team it was, right? Because yeah, exactly. you knew he, you know who he was on the field. You knew who how he played the game. When he went to the Bucks, what happened? You knew the Bucks were yeah. not looked at that way, but all of a sudden Tom Brady flipped it. Now you look at the Bucks and you got Tom Brady back there and you go, oh, we know who the Bucks are now, right? Yeah. They're going to be in contenders. Yeah, I, I think you need to do that um, just as well with these companies. That's what Phil has done so well. He is the quarterback of the team. He is the face. When you look at Phil Spencer, because we know Phil is a gamer straight up, he's a straight Thoughts up gamer on, yeah. on top of Facts. being a business manner, on top of being a leader. But yeah. when we look at him, we, we know what we're getting, yeah, right? Facts. We we know flat out. With Sony, with Sony right now, know jim ryan and we know jim ryan from a few interviews and we know jim ryan doing interviews with uh what are you doing a gq right <laughs> right right where where they asked him what his oh, hobbies were Lord. his hobbies were everything but gaming yeah i mean right it is what it is it's a businessman mm-hmm. i get it i don't have a problem with it but what i'm saying is as a consumer as a gamer when you look at sony you want somebody that's more like you like that at least shares some interest in your hobby. Right. You know, you want that. And I think Herman Holst is closer to that. Um, so oh, I think it's great. They're bringing back the PlayStation experience. I think they have to without, with, with not being an E3 with, like you said, the state of plays becoming more spotlight focused now on one, two games that are coming out, which I do love. Again, they took that from Nintendo direct. Perfect. I, I think Xbox needs to do more of this too. Um, they have to have a bigger showing where it becomes more conversational, becomes more personable, um, and they get on the level with their their fans. Yeah, right? it gets it gets closer to the level with the fans instead of being way up in the ivory tower looking down all the time. Sometimes you got to get down on that ground and, and at least make the attempt to show that you're trying to be there and say, hey, we are listening to you guys. Hey, this is what we've got going on. We kind of want to give you our roadmap. Uh, right. We respect your money. We respect your time. We love you being in our family, right? And and that that has to be presented somehow. Yeah. And I think they could do that with the PlayStation experience. I so. mean, yeah, I mean, that's excellent points. I mean, I'm right there. I'm right there with you on a lot of points. Um, I've seen, you know, people in the chat saying, oh, it's, you know, it's not about Sony. You know, it's about the consumer. And y'all are absolutely right. The biggest thing is that, um, like Trevor, uh, Trevor also says, it's about us. Sony decided they didn't need to show us anything. And I mean, I feel you on that, man. And they've always come across like that. I need to throw it kind of bring in also what I believe was spooky that said it was that, uh, they miss Sean Layden. I, d- I don't know if they necessarily miss Sean Layden. I'm sure as g- us as gamers miss Sean Layden because <laughs> we were able to relate to him, just kind of like we were able to relate to Phil. But I don't know if Sony is missing them, uh, missing him because they're making more money than they have ever made before. Uh, whether you want to put COVID in that conversation or whatever other reason, you can't deny what the quality quote unquote that Sony gives you. Again, everything is holding to the to the eyes of the beholder or whatever the case. Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, excuse me. And you can only make those choices of what's valuable to you. And I think that's what's more so important because me as a consumer, again, like we were talking about in the chat a little bit, um, I was seeing Mass Rex say, you know, 
hate Sony, but I love but I love the PlayStation. I feel you. I'm right there with you. I've never been a fan of Sony because they've never been customer facing. They've never had good customer service. I've always had bad experiences with Sony products. Sony products, um, other than PlayStation. But uh, other Sony products, whether it's TVs, headsets, anything else in their customer service has always been trash. And I've never had a an outside experience with Sony that was uh, kind of that could hold a candle to what Microsoft has done, uh, which is why I enjoy what Microsoft does. But just to kind of bring it back to on topic, PlayStation experience, I feel like, again, kind of tying it back into how I felt about them not being at E3. It's about your consumer, right? You want your consumers to understand what your plan is, what your motives are. And now you, people were looking at the competitors saying, Hey, we need a roadmap. Um, now Xbox shows you the roadmap. And now we're looking, I'm looking on the other side, like, because again, Sony still hasn't put out a uh, PlayStation still hasn't put out anything that I'm personally interested in or want to buy a console for. What is the roadmap? Show me, because other than Forspoken, which is again, I want y'all to understand, you can say it's a PS5 exclusive, but the same way that y'all did it with Xbox, because uh, I do want to talk about that a little bit also within this little spiel, is that the same way that y'all did it with Xbox saying that, oh, y'all don't have exclusives no more because you release games on PC also, Forspoken is going to be that same thing. It's also coming to PC day and date. It said it in the, the little dead. in the little bars. It's it said it's said in a little bars when they when they released that trailer like that narrative like like Pong was saying that narrative's dead now we see that the plays that are the, that are needing to be made they want to access more players they have said the heads of Sony have come out and said yo having people within our services is more important than hardware sales it is because having the retention and people constantly wanting to buy is so much is worth so much more than anything else. Again, why do you Game Pass is such a great thing and there's all the flags that Game Pass is given, it's you see where the money's really getting spent at. You know, everybody gets flat uh, Game Pass flack and say it's a rental service, but people are spending more money on games than they ever have. Again, which which who's lying here you know what i mean so whether you want to call him jim dance moves ryan or whatever the case might be there's things that are going on the other side that seem extremely questionable so for them to now want to come out with a playstation experience after e3 you're separating yourself like even nintendo took it as a thing or oh, took solid important enough to at least have something there for their consumer my goodness they released breath of the wild 2 trailer that I thought was mediocre as hell because I thought it was still Breath of the Wild 1, but they released the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer so they at least know what their what their titles mean to their consumers. They know how to pull attention, right? Because now that that's in your mind, you're going to be thinking about that. Now you're going to be throwing rumors and it's going to start a whole nother uh, windmill of content for people that are interested in that, right? So with this whole PSX experience, it's like, what are you really going to do? Are you going to do your, you're just going to do your own E3 away from everything else. And of course, are people going to pay attention? Maybe sure. But well, and I mean, and it is what it is because Sony's popular, but how right. long can you rest on these laurels? Like really? I mean, again, like the only reason I say that PlayStation isn't Nintendo is because what Nintendo has is they can always talk to the kids. 
unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, Nintendo will always have the reach of the kids. Anybody that's 16, 15 and younger, Nintendo has their attention, especially when it comes to Pokemon or it comes to, um, what's the other game? That, that What's the other game? Um, Lord, so what are you thinking? Zelda, Animal Crossing? Uh, Animal Crossing. There Animal you go. Crossing. My, my yep. daughter is in love with Animal Crossing. She has Smash Brothers. She has Mario Kart uh, and everything else. And she has uh, a couple of the Zelda games. But she wants to play Animal Crossing or Minecraft. So it's kind of like that gives you the perspective. I just feel like it's unfortunate. I, I want to see, I don't, don't want to say it's unfortunate. I want to see something from Sony soon. I do. Because I, I want a reason to be excited for sony i want i want a reason to be hyped for what's coming out um and so far i haven't personally been shown anything i want sony to be able to show their wares to the people that are really looking forward what are we what are we here to expect are you going to get a storage solution because that's still a problem the fact that you're almost a year in for your nobody's console asking. being released and nobody's, nobody's asking. Ans asking questions about your ssd solution but now you hear people like jeff grubb come out who i don't know if y'all paid attention who is a uh let's say a uh he's a journalist but he's like an insider not an insider that's just well informed he has connects within the community uh, the gaming community the gaming universe saying that hey there's potentially this ssd that's going to cost three to almost four hundred dollars that you may be able to put in your playstation but it's not guaranteed to work that's not good news, bro. Like, what are we talking about? If this was the opposite side of the spectrum, we'd be having a different kind of conversation. People would be up in arms right now if Xbox or Nintendo didn't have a, a way to give you some external uh, memory. You know what I mean? So it's just... But this is why this is why they have the confidence they do too, Steel. Yeah, I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, but this good, is exactly good. why they... they and again, I want it as a gamer, as somebody who's enjoyed games across all spectrums uh not so much nintendo anymore but i still appreciate what they do and i still respect that hustle over there but i even for them i want them to come forward with the industry we need competition in this industry we can't have people resting yes. on their laurels yeah we can't have that i don't necessarily yes yes in my perfect vision would i like one system that plays every single game out there absolutely of yes. course i would uh, uh, who wouldn't i uh, wouldn't yeah but again could that also lead to stagnation absolutely yes. of course it, it could would. um mm. so for me the the i'm not looking for kumbaya but i am looking for friendly sorts of competition where it's like everybody in the gaming industry from nintendo to x with sony in there all want to be on the biggest stage in the world which is right. e3 right i i'd love to see that and i know things have changed i know we've got other things we've got vgas we've got nintendo directs but like you said steel nintendo found it important enough to show up this year to e3 to show that community because we are a community as gamers as much as we've been divided as much as nonsense we've got out there in the community right now right oh. as much as the bullshit we they are still all gamers they had right. the nerve to show up without a Switch Pro of some sort. Right, right. correct. Like correct. what? Correct, correct. <laughs> but they showed that. But they showed their faces alongside yes. everybody else. Yeah. Right. And they showed their faces, and they came together as and said, "Hey, we're still going to show the gaming community yes. what we've got coming." Right. Even mm -hmm. if we're not going to show them everything, even we're not going to have that. Even if it's not the Nintendo of old, where they show up with all their bangers on E3. Right. Again. 
I just would love to see that back in the day. Maybe that's my my nostalgia. No. Maybe I'm just wishing for the old times. But as a gamer, as somebody who enjoys that, I want to see everybody there again. Yeah. And if it's not E3, somebody else has to Hacks. step up. And I just want oh. to see that where we all come together at one week and say, hey, man, we are celebrating gaming. Not only are we celebrating the business side of things, which is what E3 started as, and people forget that, that E3 was for the business side of things of, uh, originally, yes. and then it became a, a gamer haven because right. they opened it up to the public because all of a sudden gamers started realizing, whoa, they give like a lot of information at E3 that we should probably be paying attention to. Um, I just yeah. want to see everybody showing up again, and Sony has lost part of that because they know that they have the media backing up. The media is not running weekly stories asking where the SSD storage is, right? The, the, the media is not asking them for their roadmap and what's coming. The media is not doing any of that. Their, their base, their base, their loudest, the loudest version of their base, much like Nintendo, does not ask for more answers, right? They don't do it. Don't, there are yeah, yeah. some, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lump everybody. There are some that do it, but for the most part, they just say, "Hey, no, we've got the best console on the planet. We're, you know, Sony number one. It's the best box. You know, all that good stuff. You know, Xbox got no games, and we're happy over here. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm going to pay seventy dollars per game. I don't care, right? That that that's the attitude, mm -hmm. and we need to, as a community, come together, no matter who it is, and start calling this stuff out, yeah. and and asking these questions because we got to push these companies to do better. And I want to see Sony back in the game. I want to see Sony more." customer centric as far as front facing uh more transparent but right now from the business side of things from how sony corporate is i understand why they sit back and say eh, we don't have to do anything look we're still the market it. leaders we still have the mind shares people are going to buy it we don't care right yeah. i mean I essentially it. i mean but it, it just ties right back into i mean the playstation experience is just it, it's important but what i want to see from the playstation experience is them addressing what's going on in the competitor side you know what i mean um i want them to say hey again i don't understand why people are would be so in arms about having something that could compete with game pass again that would get me to invest that would get me to be like yeah let me try these let me try these games out just because i can you, you know what i mean 100%. because i have the option to uh and it's not it's not necessarily about oh i don't want to pay 70 dollars for whatever or 60 dollars for games like that has never affected me i'll pay 60 dollars 70 dollars for whatever game i feel like is worth that money to me uh at the end of the day but if you're giving people more access to be to keep them within your service your ecosystem is so much more important and i feel like one side understands it where the other side is like uh, i don't know whether we should really do that or not and by the time it becomes something that's important enough it's going to be too late and i don't want that now you know what i mean we could always take it exactly. to the extreme or whatever the case might be but playstation did it to sega sega doesn't exist anymore because of playstation like, hey, like, ask me. I mean, also because old Sega's own damning, but oh, at the yeah, same yeah, time, Sega's, Sega did a lot. Of I it. mean, Sega was its own <laughs> demise, but PlayStation really put forced them out at the at the, at the end of the day. But it, it's just one of those things to where I want friendly, healthy competition. Uh, I don't care about the whole exclusives thing. We want. What I care about is holding. Uh, you know what I mean? Holding beloved characters or certain characters to whatever specific specific platform because you feel like that's how you need to compete. 
uh, instead of offering people some kind of a service that you, or whatever the case might be to have access to uh, your wares, right? Uh, at least having the option. And I'm not saying that it has to be day to date. I'm not saying that it has to be uh, three months from whenever they did it. I just feel like they have to come out with something that's going to be able to at least uh, put Xbox on the back burner or not on the back burner, but on their heels and say, hey, uh, let's make sure that we stay competitive within Game Pass. Because the other thing that I have a fear is that if they don't address, if PlayStation doesn't address it within their experience or whatever the case, that Xbox, right now with all the plans that they got going, um, I can see Xbox getting, not necessarily stagnant, but confident in their service and eventually kind of not really tailoring it to what we may want to look for. Now, saying that that's a possibility, not saying that that's going to happen because everything seems to be in tune and same things that seem to be getting better and better over time with P Hines and Bethesda dropping in, Zenimax coming in, things have, especially on the marketing side, seem to have come together more, um, especially from what we have seen from E3. Seems like they're more on one, you know, strand. So we'll see how that works into the future. I just feel like PlayStation experience will be important to come back. At least bring some kind of major event back if you're going to do it. If you don't want to be at E3, cool. It is what it is. I'm not, nobody's telling you a force, whether you feel like Microsoft's getting a deal or whatever the case might be. Um, host your own experience to give your consumers at least something to want to talk about. And there was talks about it happening on the 28th of this month, within which is on Monday, or on the the beginning of next month sometime i think there was the other rumor was like july 8th or something july um, 8th was the other date yeah, and that's, that's the other rumor it's, it's just one of those things to where if you're not going to do it during e3 at least do it sometime shortly after so we're not going into august september and you just not wanting to show me more of whatever you might be coming out with if you're not going to release god of war this year just say that's not going to happen as we already know duh if you're not going to release uh, uh horizon this year just say you're not going to release it this year you know what i mean at least let people know what's going on again i know we're getting acclimated and still adjusted from uh the pandemic and every, everything yeah but and I, I don't think everything is going to go back to normal until at least minimum next year. That's when we could maybe start being a, a little more critical. But even then, I still think we're moving into a different area. I just hope PlayStation Experience comes back and really focuses focuses on the consumers and make sure is to put them on the forefront uh, to let them know what they need to be looking forward to uh, in addressing the problems like having external storage or is AMD Fidelity FX going to come to that system, um, which we're we're thinking that it will. Um, it's something that's not beholden to one console, the other. Uh, but we do know that there are some discrepancies as far as like what's been built into the actual chips or whatnot on the one system or the other. So who knows what can really be used or not. But I'm just I'm I'm excited to see what could potentially come out of this. So that's me on that. Absolutely. Anything else oh, that you like to, like to tie into that, man? Oh, not not really. Um, I mean, I mean, I guess we could roll in real quick uh, since we're on the Sony subject uh, of the uh, rumors this week of uh, Ghosts of uh, Ikashima uh, coming out, which is supposedly a, going to be Iki Ikishima Ikishima I K I S H I M A. We don't know for sure. Again, these are still rumors, but um, this goes back to and you kind of just were speaking on a little bit there, yeah. kind of you know with the roadmap and stuff, and let us know what's happening. And yeah. um, you know, for real, you know, there was there was an article 
and I didn't pull it, but it was months and months ago uh, when I think it might, was it wasn't during the GQ interview. Anyways, Jim Ryan had come out and kind of said that they were looking at ways of making smaller experiences uh, so they could put out more content. Yes. Right. And a lot of people didn't pick up on that um, because obviously, you know, Again, a lot of people don't want to hear this, but we already saw it in Miles Morales, right? right. We saw Miles Morales come out. Um, it obviously, again, I'm gonna, I'm going to say this stuff lightly because, again, I, I, I'm not bashing Sony because they they've got to make the decisions they have to. They they don't have the bankroll that that Xbox does with Microsoft behind right. them to compete as far as content amount of content goes. We already know that we're going to get high quality content from sony okay we yeah. already know this that's their bread and butter right but quantity wise moving into this era with game pass moving into this era where now xbox is in the position to be putting out not only quantity but quality and again that still has to be shown and at the end of the day we don't know until we know but everything is looking on the up and up they have right. invested heavy in talent sony has to find a way to at least they don't have to match one for one but they have to find a way to at least stay within striking distance or stay within you know sight of right. what xbox is doing um and so jim ryan had done this interview and he talked about making these smaller experiences same quality but smaller experiences that allowed them to get them out on a let's say a one to two year time frame mm -hmm. versus the three to five year time frame mm -hmm. uh that normally it takes one of their games and um you know saw it with miles morales Worked out wonderfully. The attach yeah. rate for the PS5 with Miles Morales is off the charts. Uh, everything that we yeah. saw uh, is pretty much everybody buys, buys yeah, Miles Morales as soon as they buy a PS5, right? That, that's like a lock. Um, and so now we got word this week, rumor spread, and a lot of people started reporting it, uh, that, that there is one called Ghosts of Ikishima. Um, and so this is going to be a smaller expansion on top of ghost of Tsushima, obviously uh for a lot of people ghost of Tsushima, i haven't personally been able to play it yet i got rid of my ps4 before that uh i'll i'll pick it up when i get a ps5 for sure um it's my style of game i can't wait to play it honestly uh but this is going to be a expansion smaller experience standalone kind of dlc i i don't want to use the term dlc because it's a full experience i don't like doing that but it, it it's going to be a full expansion uh, but it's going to be smaller and they've already got it ready and supposedly it's coming out this year um which would be huge now, I think the interesting question is, are we going to get charged full price for this? Are, are they, is Sony going to expect their customers yeah. to pony up for a smaller experience? Awesome. You know, <laughs> again, value is in the, a value, the, the value of something is obviously whatever somebody's willing to pay for it. Okay, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter at the end of the day. If I pick up a, if I pick up a piece of trash and I turn around to sell it to somebody for five dollars, the value of that thing was five dollars. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't it doesn't matter, right? Um, even if you think you think it's worthless. So for me, the interesting part of this is is this Sony's new plan? When 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 Jim talked about this, was he talking about them creating like let's say a new IP like Ghost of Tsushima was right a new IP full experience blown you know everything right they yeah. even added multiplayer to it they gave yeah. you you know, I heard it's everything fire. right right so did I mm -hmm. I heard it's really good um, and then after that point 
they get you with another piece that back in the day might have been DLC. They get yeah. you for full price by calling it an expansion or a standalone new game, but it's a much smaller condensed version, right? Do they start this pattern where they do this now? Uh, is this what he was talking about? So you get a new IP to hit, go to Tsushima, great. Then we throw something else out there and we charge you full price for it See, because we know that it's going to sell. I don't think then, it's necessarily going to be full price, though. Uh, just, to, just to kind of 50. jump in to have the conversation. Yeah. You say fifty? Okay. I say fifty. Forty. I was going to. I was. I was going to say. I was going to say forty. Um, only okay. reason being, I think that's going to be one of the ways to get around their whole seventy dollar mantra. Because especially with the games coming to PC, because this would be the perfect opportunity to not only release DLC but also have it come to PC, right? Um, and they, we already know that these games are going to come to PC, right? That's already something that's that's in the pipeline. Um. But it would be perfect because they not they can release the the expansion. Oh, standalone DLC, forty bucks. And then if you're gonna get the get it on PC, guess what? Sixty bucks, sixty seventy bucks, whatever they decide to charge on PC. If you want the expansion in with the new game, you know what I mean? Oh, or with the game with the previous game, whatever the case might be, right, to right, get right, you fully right. invested, so that you're not feeling like so. Not only are you you're still getting the full price, but you're selling your base game for 30 bucks and selling your expansion for 40, still getting that money uh, and not really hitting your base upside of the head too hard. At least that would be the consumer friendly thing to do um, from, from what I think, what, what I think should happen, but my fault, go ahead. No, 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 no. You make a great point. Um, I hope they do that as well, but I don't have faith because again, Miles Morales was full price, right? Well, okay. It was 60 bucks. 60 bucks. Yeah. That was six, they they had a couple different packages, so forgive me. I know I'm not including all the package deals that they had where they included I last think, I year. Think it was something you know, similar. I'll, I'll look at yeah, it. Keep going. Yeah, where they where they they packaged the you know 2018 Spider Man with um, obviously Miles Morales. They put all those together. They had yeah. the next gen versus the previous gen. But this is going to be another cross gen, right? We assume it's going to be cross gen if they do this with the Ghost of Ikashima because it would make sense. But for them to be able to put this out a year after they released Ghost of Tsushima. Tells me it was something that they planned, right? It was something yeah. that they already had in the works. So while they were building a Ghost of Tsushima, they were probably building Ghost of Ikushima alongside of it, knowing full well that this was going to be the deal. This is what they were going to do. So I, from a business strategy standpoint, from a chess move standpoint, I just thought this was interesting because of what Jim Ryan had said, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden now we hear this. Again, we saw it with Miles Morales, but Miles Morales came out, again, uh, the original Spider-Man was, what, 2018, right? Yes. I don't think I'm wrong in that, 2018. Yes, 2018. Um, so I was not wrong in that. And now God of War Ragnarok, supposedly the rumors were that that, that was supposedly planned DLC that they've now yep. you know, blown yep. up and made a bigger experience or a full experience. We still don't know, how, you know what it's going to look like, how big it's going to be, but obviously since they pushed it into 2022, I'm assuming it's going to be a full-blown game. But it's interesting that this Ghost of Tsushima came out of nowhere, right? Exploded all over the world. Everybody loved it. it a lot of people had it as Game of the Year uh, for themselves, even though it didn't get that award. Um, and then all of a sudden we get another experience a year later, okay. ready to rock and roll. Um, and if this is something you're going to do forward, I don't necessarily, from a business standpoint, now again, pricing is going to mean a lot here. If it, they try to charge $70 for 
for one fourth of the game you got out of the Ghost of Shima, then I'm going to start questioning your strategy. But if they come out and they price it right at you know forty dollars or fifty dollars, um, and and it's not just like a five hour romp. If we're talking about a 10, 15 hour experience. Then I'm going to say, from a strategy standpoint, it's probably going to work for them, um, and it definitely closes the gap as far as content going. If they can do this going forward, I am a little worried that this means that DLC may be a thing of the past for Sony, and they're just going to make you wait for the next expansion or standalone content that they're going to come out. The shorter experience down the road, where games don't expand out, they just kind of get a game. You play it, and then you can expect a year or two from now to spend 40 50 bucks, and we're going to give you another piece of that game, right? Or we're right. going to give you another uh, experience in that world. Um, but it would make sense, again, to have that content continuously be able to come out while they're waiting for their bigger titles yeah. uh, You know, three to five years down the road. They're going to need those things in between along with the money hatting that we already know that they, they are famous for, mm-hmm. that everybody does. But again, it's something, again, Jim, Jim Ryan's comments that, you know, his... His little shade he threw at Xbox this week, or if it was last week, or whatever it was, where he said you just can't throw money at things. Yeah, Jim, yeah. you're throw you, you you guys throw money at things, okay? All the time. You do it all the time. You just <laughs> it, don't do it to the it, level Microsoft does it. Yeah, it may not be seven point five billion dollars like, to buy on. a publisher, don't but you guys are you you guys are throwing money, okay? So that's that's how this works. But I just think it's curious, and I can't wait to see how this goes forward. Again, from a curiosity standpoint, looking big picture, the chess moves are are what I really love when it comes to this competition and when it comes to business, how Sony's going to do this because they don't have the studios to make the content that Xbox does uh, from, mm-hmm. from a quantity standpoint. They don't have those studios. Now, we've heard they're also putting uh, increasing budgets everywhere to double the size of the studios so that the studios can possibly start working on uh, two games at one time. Uh, we've already heard that there's probably uh, at least, at least at this point after this week, I think there's two multiplayer centric games in the works by Sony. We'll see. Um, and that's another big piece of the puzzle as well. Go they, ahead. They need it. No, I, I was. I'm definitely saying. I mean, we'll see as far as that. But as far as like uh, what you're talking about, as far as like Ghost of Tsushima, you said Ghost of I- Ikashiki. Ikishima. Ikishima. Ikish- I-K-I-S-H-I-M-A. Ikishima. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, as far as like standalone expansions go, um, and, I, and just to holler at Trevor real quick, I, I'm not, it's not bursting my bubble. I could personally care less. I mean, if the game is worth me spending money on, I'll spend money on it. Um, my thing is, because I was looking at the prices and everything uh, for Miles Morales, uh, by default, like, yeah, y'all were right. At default, Miles Morales was 50 bucks for when it came out, for the PlayStation 4 and 5 version. Um, but the <laughs> the full game, the full game, which they called the Ultimate Edition, included the $70 version, included the base game and the expansion. Now, I don't think a standalone DLC personally, and I've been, I've paid for standalone DLC for PC games all my life. Like that's just how those things get down. 30, 40 bucks for a standalone expansion. You get that experience, extra experience tagged on to your current experience and just build off of that. Uh, Black Knight was a, was a, is an excellent example for that for Mech Warrior back in the day. Black Knight was just a whole other expansion, more mechs, more maps and everything else that was tagged on to an already existing game. And I paid, I, I believe that was like 40 bucks at the time. 
I definitely think that if they go this way, that using the $40 monster would be great. Because again, I mean, whether you're doing, whether you're charging 50 bucks or 20 bucks, if you're trying to get people to jump into the original game or have a reason to, to jump in, $70 isn't, isn't a very good price point overall. But if you do $50 for your standalone title and then do 20 to for your base game, that should, it's still kind of, it's, it puts you off. But even at $60, you still kind of look at that kind of side eye and like, I don't, I don't know, man. But like, but like kind of like what you were saying, tying it back in, if they're doing, if they're going to release this a year or two after they released their base game and we saw it with Miles Morales where we saw the upgrades, you see the differences, you see the adjustments that have been made and the, how much better the game has become over two years you know what i mean where it's kind of like ah, i can see it being worth forty dollars sure an expansion worth forty dollars have a good time have another what 10 hours worth of gameplay if you really get everything out of it but again it just goes right back to the conversation of beauty being in the eye of the beholder right if you think right. that that's worth it to you then you're going to spend that money for it. but if you're not for like a person like myself if i'm not already invested in that ecosystem that's not going to do it for me now if you're going to include the whole pc play with that which i feel like is more important than what they're really trying to gear this for is to keep the pc audience also very involved not only the console audience but again they want to tap into that PC market. And if they can release their base game, right? Check this out. They release their base game and then a year, maybe two, if they if we go with the current stigma, even though I think it's going to start being a lot faster, if not day yeah, and day, yeah. six months out. Um, yeah. One of the ways that they could do it is drop that DLC, quote unquote, or standalone content, quote unquote, and then also release it on PC. And what's that, what that's going to do is reinvigorate the sales because people on as much as like yeah. PC players try to not admit it, PC players want console games. It is what it is. Yeah, of course. I mean, look I, at like, Forza Horizon. Look at Forza Horizon. It's, it's, off it's, charts. It's, it's off the charts on Steam <laughs> and, and whatnot. Yeah. PC PC players want those console games, so they're gonna pay. They're gonna. There's other ways to get games on PC also, so I don't want that to be misunderstood. But we are willing, for example, like myself, if Spider Man came out on PC tomorrow, I'll pay sixty dollars. Why? Sure. Because I played the base Spider Man on pay, PlayStation Four, 2018. I played the base game. I didn't play any of the DLC, but I 100 percent of the game at the time. Played on the hardest difficulty, 100 percent of the game. Had an excellent time with it but I hadn't played none of the DLC or none of the extra shit that came out. But if it came out on PC tomorrow, I paid $60 for it. And it includes Spider-Man Miles Morales, but that's because I loved the game. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the game. I thought it was one of the most amazing, <laughs> no pun intended, Spider-Man games that have ever <laughs> been, that has ever been created. And it is at the end of the day. And I think the experience on PC would be so out of this world, being able to get that true 60, to 120 fps at top quality would be a completely different experience for people who may not have may not have played this place to, uh spider-man experience before or maybe not just in a while so it's, it's just one of those things where it goes up and down it depends on what's worth it to you at that case so it's like there's a fine line that they could play with all of that i just don't think that them if they do it they're doing this i i understand why they're doing it Again, like you were saying, uh, you know, they want to put out smaller experiences so they can get them out or whatever the case might be. Because, again, that's one of the knocks that I do put on PlayStation is that, yeah, they put out great, great games. But what I got to wait for the 
eight years to get a game? Like, look at Naughty Dog. Like, people say, oh, Naughty Dog's so great. Look how long it takes them to put out games, though. And they still haven't gave us factions yet. Like, uh, it's well, they're not going it's, to. You know that. You know that's coming. No, it's it's to the point. Yeah, it's, it's coming. It's to the point now. <laughs> it was supposed to be with the game, and now it's a standalone. Now there might right. not be even Naughty Dog 100 working on it. Like right. what? Right. Like really, dude? Like come on. Like what is going? Like what is going on with this now? And that's kind of been kind of and that's been kind of acceptable again. I'm not going to play Last of Us 2 if it doesn't have the multiplayer. It's not worth it to me at that point. You, you know what I mean? That's what made me play the first game. So it's like they're going to give you experiences or whatever to tailor you and try to pull you into uh, in, into whatever game that they're trying to get get more money from. You know, Ghost of Tsushima is a perfect title for that. Again, it was up for game of the year. It was up uh, a lot of people are over the moon about the game, saying how excellent it is. But again... It's 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 like a, I'm not gonna say it's an Assassin's Creed clone, but it's taking that Ubisoft mantra, uh, that playstyle, and just putting it in a setting where we've always wanted to be at. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I feel right, like that's course, something else course. that they're using to their advantage. So if they're gonna do this Ecoshima thing or whatever the case might be, then do it. I mean, I, I think it'll be a good experience. I just hope they don't get so so stuck up in their own ass about it where they're like, yeah, I'm gonna charge you fifty for it, and then. Uh, charge you seventy if you haven't bought the game yet. It's 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 like damn dog, your game's been out for a while now. Like, what are you doing? Again, it's that. That's why I always know my uh, PlayStation isn't Nintendo, but that just demonstrates me to more and more. It's like they have the same mentality, and I don't know if it's because they're right. a Japan company, uh, you know, a company that was built from that area, and they tend to be in that kind of mentality. Oh, it's us. We're doing everything that we're supposed to be doing the right way, and and you're gonna just fall in line. And not taking the consumer seriously, that's kind of how it comes across. But I don't want them. To, it's like I just don't want them to be deaf to the situation. You know what I mean? If this is if this is true, then it just kind of holds credence to what we've been seeing. We saw it with Miles Morales. We know that they're doing it with God of War again. I think it's one hundred percent true that it was DLC that was going to be released, and they pushed it back so they can make sure they get it on PS Five and get extra sales from it. But I also think that when they release it, it's going to come to PC. Because it's just part of the play. Why release it to just the one console at that point? Why push it back if you're not going to release it on both platforms and get net more of an audience? Again, you have less than 10 million consoles out there in the wild, 7 million, 8 million, whatever the number's at right now, um, 25% on them, quote unquote, uh, are rumored to not even be in the access of your consumer. So that's not a good look already, but... You're under 10 million. You're under 10 million consoles sold on your PS5. You think the only place they're going to try to sell it to is there? Nah. Of course not. They're going to try it's to put it on future. PlayStation 4 and on PC also, along with the future. Along with potentially yeah. putting it. Now the other thing that they could do is potentially put it in PlayStation Now or some sort, or PlayStation Plus or some sort, giving you the base game and then saying, "Hey, you just need to pay, pay for the expansion." But if I, I just hope that it's not this whole fifty dollar thing that they continue to do, like y'all, like y'all said with, with Spider Man, Miles Morales, fifty bucks. It's like I don't know. Would I have paid it? Yeah, because I enjoyed Spider Man. You know what I mean? But would I have felt some type of way after I found out that it was a four hour experience? Probably. I mean, I would have done everything in it, but 
and I probably would have got more out of it just because I hadn't played more the previous yeah, people, DLCs. You know what I mean? Right. So that adds credence to it. Again, it's just depending on where you're at. If you played all the all of Spider Man and you're only getting Miles Morales and it's fifty bucks, I don't think that holds credence. But then it it goes right back into that conversation: is what's what's worth it? Is is whatever price worth it for whatever game? You know what I mean? That's oh, a whole different conversation. So, and that's all. Again, still, this is all. <laughs> speculation it's all fun because again we don't know that's the whole thing right now we don't know and i don't know if sony knows right now like they they are still trying to figure out their place in this generation and they're still trying to figure out their place in this digital world and and that's that's not a slight at all against sony because they dominated last gen and they still dominate uh mindshare if you look the world over the problem being that the, the problem that they're in is that with Everything that happened last year, the timeline shifted for how fast this transition was going to happen, right, to a, to a more all-digital age. My, Microsoft and Xbox have been preparing for this for years. Yeah, Sony has not. Sony's behind. They're not Nintendo behind by any stretch of the no, imagination. No, no. Nintendo's decades behind, okay? We already know this. We found out literally their infrastructure for their internet was decades old okay they they literally so so they're not that behind but the problem for sony is is that sony as a corporation depends upon playstation so much for their revenue right and for for sony as a whole as a corporation the playstation is the pillar because like you you talked about previously back in the day sony dominated their hardware markets whether it was Mm -hmm. tv electronics blah blah blah. now you said you had lots of problems i always had great luck with all my sony products right 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 but what i'm saying is is that 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 back then they had more flexibility because all of their other divisions were killing it. Whether it was cameras, whether it was you know CD players, you know DVD players, TVs, the, uh, receivers, home audio, they killed it. They they were they were always in the top portion of their market, but all of that has fallen off. So now they depend solely, not solely, but you know they've got the insurance over in, in Japan yeah, that yeah, everybody yeah. forgets about. That's a huge money maker. But PlayStation is their biggest pillar when it comes worldwide. Yeah. PlayStation is Sony, um, and they depend upon that. So to make a shift, a huge business shift when it comes to something like this, which is going to take a huge investment to get them up to speed, is a much slower process, and they have to be tactile in what they do. And this is why Jim Ryan took over. This is why they put Jim Ryan in position, is to trim the fat, is to get them lean and mean, and figure out how they're going to make these big decisions and these big investments into technology that's going to allow them to move forward in this digital age mm-hmm. when you've got services like Game Pass out there. And again, all the all all the loud mouse out in the community still downplaying Game Pass. Again, whatever your reasons are does not change the fact that Game Pass is a service that is moving the industry in a different direction. It is changing how we think of games. It is changing how we think of our engagement with games. And it's going to continue to do so because you have a $2 trillion company backing the gaming division. And and they have all the infrastructure to do whatever they want to in this space. And it doesn't cost them anything extra because it's all internal outside of the investment they make in content. That's all it costs them. They have all the servers. They have everything that they need to do this stuff. 
Yeah. And Sony it does not. So you have to realize that Sony has to be having those discussions. They put Jim Ryan in place to get rid of some of the excess that was there that we as gamers love the creativity portion of stuff like Japan studios and all that kind of stuff, all the stuff that Jim or that, uh, that, uh, Sean Layden was for, not all of that was profit making. Not all of that was good business. A lot of that was just good for the art mm-hmm. of video games. As you always talk about steel, yes. a lot of that was just good from that standpoint. It was goodwill. It was, it was like, Hey, we've got a niche part of our fan base that loves games that come from Japan studios. Right. And so we're going to continue to make those to appeal to those and to have diversity in our lineup. But at the end of the day, was it making Sony money? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And so Jim Ryan came in and chopped them out. Right. Jim Ryan came in and made the hard decisions that have to be made for a company like Sony. They still have 40, you know, 40, 50 billion cash on hand, which is nothing to sneeze at. But in the grand scheme of things, they can't go make a Zenimax purchase without it going, Ooh, do we really want to do this? Whereas, whereas Microsoft goes, yeah, go buy Zenimax. We're going to make that back right. in the next quarter. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's like no big deal. Two different deal conversations, yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly. Two different conversations. But Sony's trying to position themselves to be able to compete in the future. They're always going to be there. Again, I have never been the doom and gloom guy for Sony. I don't think even if they can't, somehow get some type of service going i don't think that they still won't be there they'll just shrink a little bit they'll shrink like you know they'll they'll get down to their core hardcore fan base and they can live off of that it's yes. just not going to be it's just not going to be the best for them right it's yeah. still it's going to hurt sony as a whole um but yeah i just Again, looking at it, all this is speculation because we don't know what their future plans are until they actually start moving on some of this stuff, until we actually start getting clarity as to where they're going to go, if they are going to get a Game Pass-like service, if they're going to just beef up PS Now, if they're going to integrate their music and movies, which I've been saying from the get-go they should do. It is is a something that they have that, that Xbox doesn't have. It is increased value to that service. At the end of the day, until we get clarity and find out what their roadmap looks like going mm-hmm. forward, again, all this is just fun speculation, and it is it is just shout out to Mav, uh, pun intended there. <laughs> uh, but it is it is it is just fun speculation, and yeah. we are just we are just looking at the chess moves being made from a business standpoint, and how interesting it is to watch these companies all come from different angles. Again, this is like one of the first times ever we have three, the three major players in the video game world. Nintendo has been doing it for a while, but with Xbox shifting over to game pass being the platform, we now have the three major players all in different positions coming at this industry from different angles and attempting to do different things. And it's always fun to watch this movement and see how they're going to react to each other. So Um, I mean, one of the important keys that you hit on uh, in that conversation was just saying, you know, Jim Ryan being the, being the, uh, the money man, you know what I mean? Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, we need to get Jim Ryan. He needs, we need to get him the fuck up out of here. We don't need him. Uh, he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> it's like, hey, there's a petition going around, man. Yeah, there's a petition Go going around, but guess what? He's also the most <laughs> beneficial part that you have in Sony right. right now. You want Sony to stay afloat? You want Sony to continue to be competitive? They're going to have to start making these moves a lot sooner than you may think they need to. And they understand that. I, it's like, I don't want people to mis- get that miscon- misconstrued. They understand that and they know that and they're working on that. 
Tony hates to be behind the ball, especially within the in, the in the gaming sphere. It's something that they really pride themselves in. You can tell. Again, I mean, they put out they put out quality content. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with this quality versus quantity fucking argument that's going on or, around the internet because again, it obviously might not be that great of a quality because I still don't give a hell about it. You you know what I mean? Like <laughs> they're cool, like they're cool games, but it's like I don't care. You know what I mean? I, I even made a post the other day just to be just to be kind of uh, a rebel a little bit and start start up a little little bit of mess. Nobody replied to it, so I, I figured nobody was nobody was really looking for the smoke. It was also late, but where I was saying just to be funny because I because I can say the same thing for the for for this is that I believe. Uh, I'm not gonna say I I don't fully believe this. Not not now at least. Um, I believe that games that don't have a multiplayer experience tied to them are worth $60, $70. Period. Sure. So it's like, but I only, and I was saying that just to give people that opposite perspective. It's like, you can't say one for one and then not say the other for the other. It's like, you you have to keep your opinions balanced and understand that the consumer is going to spend money on whatever the consumer feels like they want to spend money on at the, the end of the, the day. The value is what another the value any one person the value is what any one person feels it is. Exactly. That's how it always has been. Value is the key word for the day and will always be the key word because that's what's important. People care about value. What are you getting your bang for your buck? The hardcore care about these games that y'all keep talking about, but the in between is only because Sony's popularity and what they've done over the last decade. It is what it is. Oh, last few, last couple decades, honestly. But even for Xbox to be in that same conversation should show y'all where things are going. You know what I mean? Like the fact that Xbox came in almost a decade behind already and is pretty much in the same conversation with Sony. Like when you think of competition, you're only talking about Sony and Microsoft. You're only talking about Xbox and PlayStation. That's the only competition we're ever talking about because nobody ever wants to talk about Nintendo. Nobody ever wants to talk about what's happening on your Android phones, or your iPhones or whatever other phone, the other, the other places people are playing games at. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the two people that are meaningful and need to stay alive and keep each other afloat and keep competitive with one another in order to move gaming forward. Without Sony or Microsoft, where are we going to go into to, in, to innovate? Nintendo only innovates when they feel like they need to. And they won't, especially when you have, they don't, and they're, they're <laughs> not going to feel like they need to, when you have juggernauts that are already taking that place. Why step into that frame when we already have a competitor, uh, quote unquote, because they all talk to each other, man. Like that's the other thing we can't, we can't be so remiss about. But when you, when you have a competitor that, that covers all that, we can be the mobile side and stay on that. Whereas Xbox and PlayStation can be your home consoles. And now Xbox is telling you, we're not only trying to be your home, which is kind of giving some, a little bit of flack towards Nintendo, making people look at Nintendo kind of crooked because now you're getting access to play your games on your mobile device. It doesn't have to be just on a, uh, a Switch or, or a Game Boy of some sort that were the mobile devices or PSP or whatever the case might be. There's so many other options being presented out there in the universe. Um, but with that being said, again, I want to shout out everybody in the chat. I, pre I greatly appreciate everybody for being here this morning. Tune into the Living Split Screen Morning Show Podcast, whatever you want to call us, uh, where we're giving you that live, raw, uncut, organic, 
authentic, energetic game talk that only me and my guy Palm Soul can provide. Look, we have some amazing people within the chat. I greatly appreciate all the mods that we have in there. Uh, Assassin Lupa, Palm. Uh, I see Palm over there making saying some <laughs> stuff in the chat too. I see you. Um, you know, Assassin Loop has been kind of consistent. Brother. Appreciate you. Hey, hey man, man, you're on the show. I got to make sure you you're, you're shout it out. Uh, <laughs> but uh, shout out to the mod Assassin Loop and keeping the conversations going. Rain, what's going on? Master Wrecked again. What's going on, guys? Uh, Giza Prime, Wilbo Gaggins showed up. Trevor, what's going on, man? Spooky Sprocket still in here rocking and rolling. Potion Sword Run, you already know what's good, my guy. Always love to have you here. Uh, Muppet, uh, the great old Muppet. And uh, what else we got in here? Look, man, if you're still here, locked in, tuned in to the living split screen, go ahead, send us a message. Say, yo, what's up? Loving the content. Hit that like button. Share us out. Subscribe. Tell your mama about it. Tell your uh, your stepdaddy about it. Tell your, your girlfriend from 10 years ago that the living split screen is live and we're coming to you raw and uncut. Uh, with that being said, how did it, it kind of works in on the back end of what we just talked about. And I wanted to fit it, fit this in to kind of wrap up our conversation. I know this might be quick uh, so that we can <laughs> then move into our uh, this day in gaming segment. Uh, and it's about Windows 11. And the main points that I wanted to bring out uh, about Windows 11 or whatever the case might be is again, Microsoft's, Microsoft seeking to put gaming on the forefront or uh, as again, as a pillar of what they're doing. Um, during that whole Windows 11 conference, one of the ma most, uh, along with every, all the amazing things that they were bringing in, uh, which I'm not going to get into super detail about or whatever the case might be, because let me be real with y'all, it wasn't that important. Uh, I, they were just making, they're making some good uh, quality of life changes and some not so great. Uh, we'll see how it comes out. I personally don't start caring about the next version of Windows uh, until a couple years later when all the bugs have been worked out, right? Uh, it's kind of like, I don't want to have that Windows 8 syndrome where it's like you go from Windows 7 to Windows 8 and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to go back to Windows 7 because Windows 8 is trash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you're going from Windows 2000 or... Uh, what are you saying? They haven't had the best track record? Yeah, no. Microsoft has always been on and off as far as Windows going. It's like going from Windows 2000. I believe, I believe it was 2000 to me. I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to go back to uh, Windows 98. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I usually give these things a couple years to kind of work themselves out. For those inside the insider program, much love to y'all. I'm not cool with my stuff. May or maybe not working because that's how those those things go on the PC side as far as Windows goes. But we get Vista back. Vista was okay. Vista was all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 no, it wasn't. It really wasn't. It Vista, really wasn't. Vista could go in the trash with right with Windows eight. Uh, but anyway, it really wasn't. Uh, what mo what most important that I wanted to bring up during this conversation, Paul, right, was Sarah Bond coming out during that presentation and talking about how much, how integrated Xbox was going to be into the PC experience. Basically seamless to where, because right now it's all separate. It's an app and you got to go here, you got to do this. Um, and then the other thing that was important too, and we didn't really get to talk about it last night on, uh, he said, it's like going from Windows 7 to XP. It's amazing. That's what's <laughs> up, man. Uh, Trevor said he was using Windows 11 for a week. That's what's up, man. I just, me I personally, I, I, I like to give that stuff some time. Let it really get 
worked out or whatever the case <laughs> might be because i don't want it to be an issue for when i when we create content or when i'm gaming or whatever the case might be it's one of those things like i hate to have to work on it work on my pc for an hour to get it right because i want i wanted to be ahead of the game uh or ahead of the curve right and everything's working perfectly fine anyway but anyway what was important to me is Sarah Bond coming out and really showing how integrated uh, Xbox is becoming Bond. into the Sarah Bond. Sarah Bond. Um, Bond. Sarah Bond. Sarah Shake it, not stirred. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I shake. I shake her all right. Um, but <laughs> whoa, whoa, <laughs> not like whoa, that. Whoa, Sarah, like that. Sarah, we're sorry. Not like we that. We're not, we're, not gonna, we're not gonna <laughs> shake her like no, 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 no. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> I mean, like shake her drink. Like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, 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 good recovery. <laughs> but no, um, but yeah, the importance of Sarah Bond coming out and really showing you how integrated Xbox is becoming with PC, right? Um, everything is becoming seamless, and I feel like it's an extreme benefit. Not only that, but they also talked about them reinvigorating the Microsoft Store. Again, I feel like it's a missed point because nobody's really talked about that. The Microsoft Store getting reinvigorated is so important i don't think it can't be understated right i have so many issues give you an example i was trying to update the microsoft store the other day right said i needed some some game dev whatever i needed to update right went to update it and uh hit 100 and told me there was an error downloading downloading this and I said, okay, it gave me the error code. I had to look up the error code. I said, oh, you need to go go in your options and change this and this in your options and then do it. It might work. Uh, it still didn't work. Um, so then it was like, oh, check your updates. Uh, you might not be updated. Oh, this, this, and this. Mm, did that, didn't, nothing worked. I didn't have any updates. Uh, oh, eh, maybe we need to, maybe, maybe you need to go, uh, go into your run command and run these, uh, run these commands and see if that changes anything. Like y'all can't, for those on the audio platform, maybe you can't see me scratching my head, but it's like, wh- what are we doing? And, and, and it's like, every time that I go to reinstall it, it's like, I would delete it, then reinstall it, and it would still give me the error code. So eventually I just gave up on it. So what ended up happening, almost a week later, it, I went, I tapped the retry download and it downloaded, no problem. Boop. I was like, oh yeah, that, that's that's what's up. And then there's other instances as far as like within the Windows Store when I'm trying to download games where it's like pretending to download the game, where it's it'll <laughs> it'll tell me, oh um, like it's it's downloading. <laughs> oh yeah, your game's downloading. It's it's downloading in the background. Oh, it's taking up this much speed and this much bandwidth. And I notice it because it's slowing down my it's slowing down my internet or whatever the case might be. I'm one of those people who have well, I'm data capped or whatever the case might be. So, um. So when the internet gets slows down, it slows down. But with needless to say, it tells me that it's downloading, and then you go to check on it like an hour later, and it's still in the same place it was an hour ago. Obviously, it's not downloading. It's the same thing that I have with the EA with the EA Pro Store right now uh, that they have. God, cause PC has so many different stores. Again, I wish everything could be in one place. It's just when there's different ways to get things on PC. There's different. Uh, you know, access points that you got to go to. And it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's a complaint, but whatever. But it's the same thing that I have with the EA Access Store because it's, it does the same thing. You go to download something or to update something, and it's just like sitting there cycling. Oh, uh, yeah, well, I'll update it whenever or download it whenever I'm ready to, down- to download it. And it's like, you don't give me an error code, and then I got to go look it up or whatever, find out that it's a known issue, and then I have to go in there, clear my, I have to clear my cache because my cache is the problem. 
because of the memory, because of it rem uh, remembering what I last did in this app, it's a problem. So I have to go in there, clear my cache for it to get a clean install or clean update in. And even then it still can be wishy-washy. So that was one of the more important things that I saw at that uh, Windows 11 conference that they talked about the Windows Store and then Sarah coming out as far as like talking about how far, uh, how much gaming is being uh, integrated into, window, uh, into Windows. Again, showing you that Microsoft is not playing about this. It is a pillar of their services now. You cannot get away from it. If you get a Windows device, going whether it's three years from now, whatever the case might be, when you start getting ready to upgrade to Windows 11 or upgrade to Windows 11, you're going to have access to Xbox, to gaming. It's right there, right in the forefront. It's not something that's completely separate anymore. And I feel like that's, that's such an integral part of everything that's going on because we see the play, right? We want to access the the deeper the deeper market of the gamers, uh, not only opening it up to the web based uh, services or whatever the case might be, but also just integrating into your platform naturally, so that when you're on a PC, it's not a, as much of a turnoff as it as it is for a lot of people um, that don't that don't want to tinker with that stuff. They want to just be able to pull up a program, boom, it works. And that's why people console game because boom, they turn on the console, boom, it works. You pull up a game, it works. Um, you want to be able to do the same thing on your PC, ideally, quote unquote. So just to try to throw this to you a little bit, Pong, because I know you may not have a million things to say about it, but how important do you think that Sarah Bond coming out and showing people how Integral Game Pass, the whole Microsoft, uh, Xbox kind of, uh, swore array that they got going on, dance that they got going on, is important to not only PC players, but also just overall to the Xbox ecosystem and, and what it could mean in the future. Oh, man. I mean, look, <laughs> this is funny. This is the first time that Microsoft as a corporation has been all in on the gaming aspect, right? And now we are seeing, again, we've talked about this in the past deal, and I'm old enough go back and, and you were probably on the cusp of old enough to going back and remembering what a bully Microsoft used to be as a company. And, and, they, and they still are mm -hmm. in ways, but they have better people in place. <laughs> you know what's funny? That it's put funny on a smile. They're, yeah, they're yeah. funny because they're, they're, they're the bully, but they're also yeah. very consumer facing. They're like the bully that, that smiles at you, that uh, they'll give you yeah. some candy, but at the same time, they might punch you in the mouth. No. <laughs> they're, well, you know what you know what they're doing. They're, they're beating somebody up with the candy yeah. behind them, and then they're and then they're going back and reaching back and grabbing the candy and yeah. handing it to you there and you, saying, "Here you go." There you go. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> you, you Robin Hood saying? kind of mentality, uh, right? Right, right, exactly. So the the point the point being is a lot of people don't remember. I, I, yeah. How many PCs out there in the world right now don't have a Windows operating system in them? Only three percent. According to the stats, <laughs> right, right, right. So, so when Microsoft's all in, and again, Microsoft and Xbox go hand in hand now. Yeah. So when when I say Microsoft, I'm talking about Xbox. But Microsoft as a corporation is all in. Mm -hmm. They are going to go out there and dominate. Yeah. Okay. They are going to go out there and dominate. Now, have they failed? Yeah, they failed with the Windows Phone. Yeah. Got stubborn with the Windows Phone, right? Mm -hmm. I, I would love to see a Windows Phone come back, but it's probably not going to happen at this point. But but they they did fail, but they did they did screw up themselves in that market. And I was I was selling cell phones at the time when when Windows you know when they did their new revamped and brought out the new Windows phones and were trying to compete one for one with Apple and with Android. Um, 
and it didn't work. But had they integrated Android, had they allowed for a dual system phone uh, to work hand in hand with Android, they could have dominated. Yep. Uh, they could have brought Windows phones back uh, to a high I status. They, they, I don't think they could have beaten you know iPhone. But again, Android worldwide is beating iPhone. And a lot of people don't yeah. realize that. Um, but I bring that up because... Microsoft right now is all in for the first time ever on gaming. Gaming is now a pillar. What that means is that they are no longer just looking at small piece of the pie. As we've talked about, as every show has talked about, this is no longer about just console playing people at home, playing their games anymore. This is no longer just about the hardware. They've moved beyond all of that. They now have game pass as their platform. Okay. They now have a service, which they are good at. Yes. Right. That that's their main business is, is, is software and services. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is what they are doing now. They are now in their wheelhouse. So yes. what are they going to do at this point? Because they are no longer concerned about just console gamers. They're concerned about three billion gamers worldwide, mobile, PC, console. It does not matter. They want that pie. They want yes. the whole thing. And people laughed when that was said, and it has been said in the past. People are bringing up old articles when, when, when you know, Xbox talked about how many people were playing games in the world. But now they have everything in place. That's the difference. And now you have a two trillion dollar company all on board. You have a CEO and chairman, as he just changed his updated his status to chairman and CEO yep. Satya Nadella, yep. who is now looking at this going yeah i can see this vision yeah yes i can see what we're doing here now i can see we're going to have everything integrate all of this revolves around azure servers as well the investors are happy with this but satya is seeing this now as so gaming is no longer just the the people locked downstairs in their parents basements playing consoles and pc anymore right so this is no the, the Oh, oh, so we're beyond that now. Now we've got everyday people gaming. We've got all the, you know, we got 3 billion customers just waiting for us to find a way to get into their hands. Well, guess what? Phil gave him the vehicle and Game Pass. Game Pass is now the platform. What's next step? Mobile, PC, right? Expanding there. They've always been in PC, which is great, but they've always been they've always had their issues like you were just talking about steel. People don't like the Windows Store, right? They don't they they hate it, right? They 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 absolutely despise it compared to like when you got a Steam out there. So what are they going to do? They're going to have to reinvent themselves. So what do they do? They come out with Windows 11. They start integrating all of it, more and more and more. What else did they do? For years, they fought against allowing native Android apps to run on Windows. Right? right. They 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 tried every which way possible. They came in. up with they came up with programs, you know, to try to entice developers to to uh, you know change you know to um, uh, reprogram their Android apps to work within the Windows. Yeah. What have they done? They've dropped that entire barrier, said, you know what? Forget it. We're done trying to fight that battle. Guess what? We're going to go ahead and allow you guys just to go download Android apps as is native Android apps onto your windows. Right. And we're not going to take any piece of that pie. We're not going to touch it. You guys go ahead and keep 100%. They want it all. Guess what that does? That brings people into your ecosystem. Not directly, but all of a sudden, people can start playing Genshin Impact on their on yep. their PC, right? People can start pulling up Genshin Impact. Oh, what's next? 
oh shit well game pass is already in here well, let me look at what's in the game pass store right now well, well, let me see what else microsoft has to offer yep. this okay. is what it does and then you've got xcloud which is not called xcloud it's called some ridiculous name they just need to go back and call it xcloud because everybody does but you got xcloud i'm gonna be you know why i'm interested still because the better oh. that windows performs as xcloud gets better and we already know the server blades are almost up to series x i'm going to be able to stream my games to my surface for pro have them hopefully at that point Little to no lag. I won't be able to tell the difference as long as my internet's good. But I'm going to be able to, I'll be able to hook up my Bluetooth uh, controller, my Series X controller, right to this, and I can go anywhere I want to, just like I can with my phone. But I have a bigger screen, right? Yeah. And I'm going to be able to get the full experience games on my PC, on my Surface Pro. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm going to be able to do that in the future. And that's a huge portion of what they're trying to do, too. Again, the minute that they can get this, and they're working, obviously, hard. They're, again, that's no small investment to get the server, the Series X blades upgraded. And they've done it, like, during a pandemic. Yeah. They are still doing this, right? Yeah. And they're almost, they're, they're saying they're going to be done here in the next month or two, right? So... Once that's done, if they're going to integrate Orion tech that they got from Zenimax, however that's well, going to work, to get the leg down, they have already stated that they're going to have it so that it's it's Stadia level, right? Which is just the one benefit that Stadia had was the leg was like nil. Like nobody could tell the difference, right? If they can get that all down, now you're talking about one giant cohesive market. Three billion potential customers that no matter what device they're using, they're going to be able to access their games, whatever game that may be. And on top of it, they're going to have access to just pop in Sign up for Game Pass and all of a sudden be playing games. We've already heard they're going to be we're going to be able to PC stream, right? We're going to be able to stream PC games. Next step is going to be getting those PC games on console, right? We're going to be able to stream the console hopefully at some point. They want a one cohesive gaming world, right? For their ecosystem. They want everybody to have access to all of their content just like they did for us console players. Right where we can go, we can hop. I can hop off of, you know, I can hop off of whatever Gears of War. Even though I'd never do this, I hop off Gears of War on console and go, uh, you know, go upstairs, go to bed, and play it on my phone. Yeah. And all my save data is there. It's it's seamless. It's it's. And Trevor it's brought up a there. good point with that. Uh, what you're talking about right now, saying that uh, we didn't mention the whole Xbox upgrade that started rolling out to have games that actually play 120 FPS, and that's because of like Pong was saying those server blades being uh, introduced or whatever the case might be. Um, I don't know if they've fully been input yet. Uh, like all of them have been done. I know they're still working on it, but you're already starting to start. Like Trevor said, you're already starting to see the impact that it has, allowing you to get that better quality and the better frame rate. So my fault. Go ahead, continue. Oh no, absolutely. That that's what it's all about. They want again. This is about Microsoft as a corporation fully invested in the gaming market. What they see is all the potential in the world, and they understand in order to have everybody buy into this, the experience has to be seamless. It has to be integrated. It has to be as easy as possible for people to transition from whatever they're doing, wherever they're doing it, to the next place. And that's what they're doing here. Yes. They're giving people the option to play anywhere. Yes. And when they say play anywhere, they literally mean play anywhere. That's what they want for people. 
And so again, all of this stuff with Windows 11 and what they were talking about, what you know, whether it was Sarah Bond, whether it was Satya talking about this stuff, whether it's it, it, it's something as simple as allowing those native Android apps to run on it, it's all part of the plan right. to get everybody anywhere that has access to a PC, that has access to any type of device like a cell phone, like a tablet. It does not matter. Allow them to log in and say, hey, I'm interested in playing on something I'm interested in playing a game. Where can I find it? Oh, I can find it all here. Oh, the Windows Store no longer has the issues it does. I'm going to just buy it through the Windows Store because I know that I'm going to have all my information in that one spot. Why are Steam people so so in love with Steam? Because they are so invested in that ecosystem. They have their entire game library through Steam, and it's easily accessible. Why do we hear all of a sudden Game Pass might be coming to Steam? Because Microsoft understands that experience and wants people to not have to transition or they want, they want people to have to transition as little as possible to be able to access all their games and get, and be in this community of gamers. And that's what they're looking at doing. And they are trying to break down as many barriers as possible. And that's what all this is about. Yeah. It's it's a whole different game plan yeah. when you look at it. When you take the satellite view and you understand and you stop saying to yourself, Microsoft saying they want as many of the 3 billion gamers out there as possible and probably growing, as long as you remove that barrier from your head and say that's impossible and then you start looking at what they're doing and all these little pieces and how they fit together, you understand they're serious. Yeah. They're going after it. 100%. They want it. Hundred percent, man, and that's what's crazy about it, man. I mean, we're moving into a whole new new era. Uh, again, like you always say, um, people used to say it back in the day, um, but we're moving into like literally that golden age of gaming. Um, again, it's it's going to be an unmatched era. I mean, again, people felt like we were at Moore's Law, like nothing could get any better than where it's at right now, and we're constantly seeing it get better anyway. Uh, we're constantly reiterating on graphics, getting things a little faster, uh, making you feel your games. And I feel like those things are so important uh, and we did, and we, to the we, wider and audience. We, and we didn't even touch on the cloud gaming aspect or the cloud uh, um the cloud development aspect that they're going after. Steve. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's and that's a whole they're, different they're, conversation. Right. They're trying to give the developers many tools as possible. Like yeah. we already have Unreal, we already have Unity, which is great, but Microsoft is trying talking about being able to develop entire games in the cloud yep. without having to have all the extra stuff that you normally need when developing a game and be able to use the, the, the power of the cloud. And I know that's an old meme, that's an old funny thing that people used to talk about, but it's, it's real. True. They're going it's... to allow you to build, they're gonna allow independent developers to basically be able to use all the tools in the cloud, develop it without having to worry about all the excess stuff that you normally need, all the excess expenses that you normally need, and create your vision and give you nearly, nearly unlimited power. When they're, when they're talking about it yeah that and means, that's that's, exactly that, that's a whole nother level that yeah that, like you said we've been talking about moore's law and all this stuff microsoft is trying to find ways to do away with all of that and to say no that's not a reality there's a lot of untapped power a, out yeah. there there's a lot of untapped that we can create our own selves Facts. and we can change it and that's yeah. what they're doing it's, it's crazy no yeah. it, it definitely is crazy i mean again when we'll see those examples with games like Microsoft Sim, um, Flight Simulator was also yep. using the power of the cloud to help 
provide what Listen, you're seeing from it. Two two petabytes or whatever. Yeah, the hell two it petabytes. Is. And to give y'all yeah. to give y'all what because some people <laughs> might not understand what a petabyte is. A petabyte is a thousand terabytes. So two thousand terabytes worth of data streaming into your console that you don't have to have in your console storage. You don't have to have the power. That is insane have- <laughs> that to is. think about. And all the all your console needs to be able to do is run it run it at thirty fps or what how they have it set up and it's still it's not it's not so you know not so great to the point where they can just do whatever with it because you still have hardware limitations or whatever the case and let's just be real again people try to downplay it but Microsoft Flight Sim is one of the most demanding if not the most demanding title on PC right now there are thirty eighty cards thirty ninety cards that are unable to run this game at sixty fps. They're getting like upwards of 45, under under 60, you know what I mean, at 4K. So it just kind of gives you, and I only say that to give you a perspective of where we're at, right, within the, within the whole gaming atmosphere. So with that, and we got a lot of, we got a lot of amazing things happening, man, and gaming is going gonna, gonna to become more transformative as we move down the road, man. Like you say, the golden age of gaming. Uh, again, man, much love to everybody that's been here listening to the Living Split Screen Podcast Morning Show, whatever you want to call us. Again, where we give you that authentic, organic, uncut content that only me and my brother Pong can bring you. Uh, with that being said, we are now getting ready to wrap it up and move into our This Day in Gaming segment, or the AKA Make Me Feel Old segment, as Pong likes to call it, um, where we basically go through... <laughs> 30 years of games that have released on this day to basically treat art, treat gaming like art as it should be. Uh, We should not, I've always looked at it weird that, you know, we always move forward from games, never looking back. Uh, Nobody, everybody tends to forget the space that they may have came from uh, a decade ago, two decades ago, whatever the case might be, or even three as we, as we tend to go back. But it's all about making sure that gaming is represented like represented like art because it should be treated as such. Um, And some may not age as well and as well while others do. And it's to bring light or bring memories to past games that you might have played or that you might have been uh that you might have seen played uh with that being said we're gonna go ahead and roll into that so full screen here we go this day in gaming june 26th man it's crazy to think about how far how fast this year has been flying through man <laughs> get the thing it just gets faster and faster halo's coming out this year so this is perfect. This is perfect yeah. for make me feel old because it just keeps going faster and faster. It's and faster, going man. faster and faster. So look, uh, starting <laughs> off with this this day in gaming segment brought to you by Game Facts because unfortunately I don't have the time to go back and do this myself at all times. So shout out to Game Facts. Much love uh, for putting this together and having this segment. Again, I feel like it's important because gaming should be treated as art, right? Um, twenty one years ago in, in the year two thousand, man. Nintendo 64 released Kirby 64, the Crystal Shards. Ooh, uh, let's see if some of y'all might remember that. That was actually an excellent Kirby game. I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed that Kirby game. Um, 15 years <laughs> ago, we moved into 2006. PlayStation Ooh. 2 released Naruto Ooh. Ultimate Ninja, another one of those Ninja, uh, one another one of those fighting games. Uh, 3D. I think it was a 3D 3D fighting game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, great game. Those who have memories with it, shout out in the chat. Like, yo, 
what a fantastic game that was at the time. PC, they released Titan Quest. That doesn't sound familiar, but I was definitely, uh, I was off the PC wagon at that point. Uh, console gaming very, very heavily. Uh, let's see. I believe 2006 uh, was definitely Gears of War for me. I was, I was definitely wrapped in Gears of War at that point. Uh, 2007, PSP released Final Fantasy. All right, okay. Bring those classics back. I see you. Uh, because uh, sure did. Final Fantasy Origins it definitely isn't doing it for y'all, but well, that's another conversation. Anyway, um, then on PC, <laughs> they released Overlord. Uh, I'm not familiar with that. With that title. Overlord is a good game, man. Overlord At least on 360 really also. So yeah, yeah, no, it's fantastic. You don't remember Overlord? You got to be the evil guy, and you had those little like uh, goblin minions, and you got to direct them to go do things. They, they, the, the last iterations of them were terrible, but the, the first two Overlords were freaking awesome. I don't know if I you got to control these little minions. You got to send these little minions out. You were like this big dude in like a knight armor, like a death knight. And you had these little goblin minions. You were totally evil, and you had to go do all this crazy stuff. It's awesome, dude. Oh, that's what's up. I, I don't, I don't yeah. quite, I don't quite remember that game. But all yeah, good. No, fantastic. That's what's up. Um, two thousand and eight. We move into the DS, the Bleats, the Third Phantom, released in Japan. Uh, another classic game. It was actually, um, it's actually one of those games that I actually was able to touch on a little bit. Got it imported. Um, it actually was a pretty good game. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, then we also have PSP. Class of Heroes released in Japan. I'm not familiar with this. Uh, then on the DS, here you go. The Diskaya series you may have been talking about. Uh, Diskaya DS released in Japan. Then oh, yes, of on the of Wii, you had Tales of Symphonia, Dawn of the New World, released in Japan. Ooh. Like Symphonia was actually... Click on that one once. Let me see the, let me see the cover of that one. If you can see it. I will, uh, should see it in a minute when it pops up on YouTube. Try to make it a little bigger for you. See if you can see that tales of Symphonia. Oh, no, the... Click on that one. What, 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 what is taking so? I got a big delay in my YouTube. Never oh, you mind. do? Oh, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you'll see it here in a second. Um, but yeah, I'll see you there in a second. Excellent. It was an excellent game. Uh, well, I don't know if it's an excellent game, but it seems to be excellent. Palm, Palm has some memory with it. Uh... Potentially. Uh, no, 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 sorry. No, 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 he has no relation to all, it. All that, all that for a no. <laughs> all good, all good. All that hey, work. Well, why wanted you, you to hey, make sure. Hey, still, just keep wasting time. We're going to go for three hey, hours I wanted today, you to make sure. just having you click on these links. <laughs> I wanted you to make sure that you didn't have any relation to it, because, again, it might have sparked some memories. Yeah. yeah. Uh, PlayStation 2 released in the year 2008, the King of Fighters 98 Ultimate Match. Only in Japan. Well, that released in Japan. All right, and then in 2012 on the PlayStation 3. Oh, yeah, King of Fighters is a classic. Um, 2012, PlayStation 3, Record of Agarest, War 2. Not familiar with that title. Uh, it looks like another anime-looking game, stylized kind of game. Looks interesting. Uh, not my style. Then we had Xbox 360, The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim, Dawn Guard. Uh, for, the, for those Skyrim fans out there, shout out to y'all. I came out in 2012 for the 360. Then on 2014, PlayStation Vita released Freedom Wars. I, I feel like there was some conversation going around about Freedom Wars this week. Freedom Wars is very good. I told you about that one, actually. Okay, okay, I told okay. you you should try it out. Freedom oh, yeah. Wars is amazing. It's really good. Really, uh, really good. 3DS released Shovel Knight. That sounds kind of familiar. Um, then on PlayStation 4, Warriors Orochi 3 Ultimate released in Japan. I know there's some Warriors Orochi fan I love. out there. 
Oh my god, man! You know me. I am definitely solid games. That I I've, always, I've always heard. I love them. Uh, then in 2015, we got PC that released closed the game in Japan. That's the name of the game. Close the game. Uh, closed game. I guess that kind of gives you a uh, an understanding of why that game may have not been a uh, popular title. It was closed. Uh, but anyway, uh, in 2017, Android released Fate Grand Order. Fate is actually an excellent anime series. Um, for those who may not be familiar with it, something to check out on Netflix. For those who are into uh, anime series, check it out. See if it's for you. A lot of, they have some good combat uh, sections in there. Then in 2018, we move forward. PlayStation 4 released Far Cry 3, the classic edition. Shout out to all the Far Cry so, fans out there. I know there's so a lot of love for so good. Much love, much Boss. love. Boss. Best, best, uh, best antagonist of all time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Xbox One, Near Automata, one of my wife's favorite games, uh, Become As Gods Edition, was an excellent game. I loved everything that I've seen from that. She's, oh, yeah. she's played that game so much, I'm unmotiv- unmotivated to play it myself. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I've seen so much <laughs> gameplay, it's like, damn, I kind of know what the story is. But at the same time, I, I still want to go through it because I, I really enjoy the combat system and everything that, uh, that, that is in that game and the different, uh, the way they take advantage of the different uh, game styles, uh, you know, from over the air, over the ages, you know what I mean? Or this top-down, side-scrolling, or just uh, from the 3D aspect, from the over-the-shoulder, whatever, backed up from the off-the-camera. Uh, they, they they do a lot of great things. It's like Devil May Cry taking to that next level. You know what I mean? Uh, then on PlayStation Four, they released Rainbow Skies and The Crew Two. I never got into The Crew, but that's what's up. The Crew is cool. The Crew, the I, I played around with the first Crew. I'll, I'll do I'll do the race and stuff. Uh, Rainbow Skies? No, don't remember. I'm not that familiar one. with Rainbow Skies. Uh, then Nintendo Switch they released YS or Wise. Was that eight? Lacrimosa of Donna, whatever that is. I've never heard <laughs> yes, that yes. title, but yes, why? We'll, we'll run with that. Yes. I've never heard that title, but uh, the Wise uh, series is very good too. Okay, so it is called Wise. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, it, yeah, Wise, yeah. Yeah, I believe that's uh, six, seven. Yeah, that's eight. Wise, eight. Lacrimosa of Donna. Shout out to yeah, that. Yeah, they got a good following. Uh, very good. Very good. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Shout out to y'all for the people that love that. And then on yeah. PC in 2020, one year ago, they released Empress 15th Anniversary, Sleepless, Mary's Endless Body Pillow, and more in Japan. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that title, but I guess that the uh, the <laughs> title of that game tells you everything that you need to know. And that is your This Day in Gaming segment where we go back 30 years, up to 30 years, and just kind of give you some memories, uh, make go, to go, really dig back into your memory banks or whatever, um, and maybe reminisce about some games that you might have played in your past, and more so just so that gaming can be treated as art as it should be. With that being Absolutely. said... Pong, another excellent episode of the Living Split Screen. This is episode 14. We've been at this for 14 weeks straight, getting it to them live, raw, and uncut, giving them that authentic, organic, energizing content to get the weekend started. Hopefully, everybody within the chats, everybody that's listening has been enjoying it because... Look, as I stated at the beginning of the show, I'm doing, we've done some things differently. I haven't had any many frame drops this episode, so it looks like everything's running good. Some of the changes I made in the background seem to be working excellently. Not only that, but I was also able to record this episode while 
we streamed it. So you know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be able to put up the podcast on all audio platforms same day from this point forward, which is excellent news. Um, before I was doing it next day type of thing because I thought I had to wait uh, to download it from YouTube or whatever the case might be. But since I'm doing it this way, I'm able to also download it straight to my PC or record it straight to my PC. So as soon as this goes down, I'll work on uploading it directly to all audio platforms using anchor shout out to them for that um but we'll be available on anchor fm spotify itunes uh or apple Podcasts, whatever they call it uh your google platforms any audio platform that you like to tune into that you may be subscribed to if you don't have youtube premium and you don't want those ads in between listen to them there and other than that make sure you hit that like button sub it out and uh yeah you know share us out let us let your mama know about it let your girlfriend know about it let your dad know about it and uh we'll get don't forget your neighbors and don't forget your neighbors (laughs) knock on their door and say hey you heard a living split screen you really need to be tuned in but with that being said oh man another great episode again i i don't know how we do it from week to week we're just being organic authentic and giving this content to the people man but this episode has been another fantastic episode. Not a lot of talking, another two and a half hours of us just giving it to the people. Where the, can, where can the fine people find you, man? And uh, what's up? How you feeling? Look, man, we had a smooth show still. No issues this week whatsoever. Technology was our friend this week, which was okay. amazing. Brother, I appreciate you so much for all that you do. Again, I, appreciate you, I say man. this every week, but I mean it. What you do behind the scenes, people don't know. People never get to recognize, as always in most most cases when it comes <clears throat> to creation. It takes somebody that understands the technology that can get this up and running um, and that does such fantastic work uh, like yourself, brother. And, you know, again, I, 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 I couldn't do it. So, man, I appreciate you so much. Appreciate you for being um, on the fields, man. Of course, man. Of course, dude, uh, chat, you guys were incredible. We had so many great people roll through today as always, man, this is, this has been such a fun run. I can't believe this is episode 14 already, brother. (laughs) I can't believe it, man. Literally. I can't, like I was thinking about the other, man. I know, man, and we're going to keep doing this, but I can't believe it's been 14 weeks already that yeah. we've been doing this. I think this is part of the reason why the, the year is flying by so fast, man, because I'm just looking forward to Saturday mornings with yeah, I mean. Steel and myself on Living Split Screen. Uh, I really do. Uh, so, guys, chat, uh, love you all. Uh, respect you all for coming out here and supporting us um, and giving us your time each and every Saturday morning. Uh, it means the world to Steel and I. It does. Um, I think I, I think I, I definitely could speak for Steel and I when we we talk about this. This Thanks. is exactly what we envisioned when we created this, and you guys are such a huge part of it. Please continue to tell people that are interested in gaming as a whole to come check us out Saturday mornings or check us out on replay. Like Steel just talked about, he's going to be uploading faster on all uh the the good services so make sure that you just tell everybody hey you guys don't watch youtube go check them out on spotify go check them out on on, um you know obviously apple uh go go there and just listen just listen for a little bit and see what you think uh because i think uh we do have the energy the hype uh and the good vibes that people want to hear nowadays uh you know i know there's a lot of negativity out there and a lot of people have built entire channels on that negativity that's not what steel and i are about Right. So this is about passion and love for our favorite hobby in the entire world. So, again, continue to help us grow. We we love you all and appreciate it. Um, So you guys can find me. You know, the drill Pong Soul on Xbox Pong Soul on Twitter. 
Uh, you can find me tonight on the Shop Podcast with PTK Blam Centurion Fuzzy Bel- Belvedere. Um, Stegarilla is taking some time for himself. Um, so, uh, but uh, you much can love, definitely please. find me there. Not, yeah, absolutely. Much love to Steg. Uh, you know, and obviously we all need to deal with real life, man. That's that's how this works. So, right. um, but come check us out 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time um, tonight on the Shop, and then Tuesday. Back at it with the Xbox Factor podcast with Mr. Boomstick, you know, the one and only Boom, who just celebrated his anniversary yes. this week. So shout out to Boom Friends and up, Mrs. Love. Boomstick. Absolutely. Uh, just incredible members of the community. Uh, again, come check us out there. 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central. Zemi Games will be there, and we should head back this week. So uh, the VGHD, awesome awesome dude uh, another brother from another and actually nice. a developer in this industry so knows what he's talking about nice. so come check us out there that's xbox factor podcast friday nights as you guys know you guys have been paying attention to me and steel it's two tab friday so you know what on friday nights you gotta have them double tabs up i even have a double tab i even have my second tab up while xbox ultimate is going i got grg going right so that's how we do it on fridays two tab friday xbox ultimate uh math fun speculation of course beautiful wife caitlin and the rest of the magnificent seven we had a great show last night um Come check us out there, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Um, you know, Mav and what he's been doing over there, Mav and Caitlin both, because Caitlin's such a big part of the show and everything he does. It's it's really incredible. He's got a great community over there. So come check us out. And then otherwise, we'll see you all back here next Saturday morning, episode 15, Living Split Screen. It, it has been awesome. You guys, take this weekend. Uh, love your families. Uh, say hi to everybody. Give them kisses and hugs. You never know. Uh, but also, you know what? Take time for yourself. Get some gaming in. Play what you love. Love what you play. And uh, we will definitely be talking to you guys real soon. Thank you again. Oh, and with that being said, I saw, a, I believe it was, ooh, who asked the question? Um, I think it was Mass, Mass Rex. I think he asked if we were going to have guests at some point. Yes, we will have guests at some point. Um, is it figured into our what we do right now no not not currently because i i really want to use this platform for me and pong to be able to discuss things that we talk about throughout the week we also like to talk about things um from coming from different angles kind of deep dive it a little bit uh, and i feel like this platform allows us to you know on other platforms we may be limited because of other people around and everything else and you notice that with different shows but just to give you some some kind of perspective if that's something that you guys are looking for hey shout it out shoot us some dms let us know and we could definitely look at we're definitely looking to do that but the way we would do guests is going to be completely different how other people would do guests um our guests would be very you and far in between uh people that are important to both me and pong would be guests to us uh on our show and not only that uh they would be the star of the show and i'm not i wouldn't want it to be a three-hour show if we did bring guests on i was i was just gonna say master direct wants five-hour shows from us (laughs) i think that's what he wants i think that's what he wants if you think that's what he wants yeah if you can't tell if you can't tell between me and steel 
We take up most of the time. And right? I don't know so, how we do it. I, I don't. <laughs> we're just casually talking. It's like our intro takes almost, uh, it takes 45 minutes. And we're just having casual conversations. Iron Lord's intro. And they've got five. And, and they got five. But it's like, if me and Pong can bring you this content, it, it just depends on what you guys want to experience. Uh, if you want to get that extra, extra body in there at some point, we'll have them come through. And we'll definitely make sure that you guys know. Again, at the end of the day, this is about me and Pong being able to come together really and really be able to discuss what's going on in the gaming world give you the energy because that's another important part um not everybody has the same level not is not able to do this authentically and organically um and i want to be able to provide y'all this energy every week on a week by week basis consistently and i feel like me and pong do that without a shadow of a doubt uh, again it's about representation for me uh not only on the side of things but also as far as like just representing uh gamers as gamers you know what i mean not everybody's in their basement not everybody's playing with themselves in the corner not everybody's beating off in a sock not everybody's trying to whoa, be in a whoa, be whoa. in a hot tub uh on twitch you know what i mean it, it, every all these things vary uh, we're normal people just like anybody else except one of our passions one of our hobbies is gaming so with that being said, you can find me every Friday night, GRG, where gamers recognize game at 8 p.m. Central on two tab Fridays, right next to the Xbox Ultimate Team or Kingdom, as I like <laughs> to refer people as, or squads as, because Kingdom's got to come together so the, the Knights of the Realm can uh, keep the uh, keep the world safe, right? Um, but not only that, again, your living split screen morning show, and I like to say your because it's about the people, not only what uh, we bring to the table, but the people where we bring you that live, raw, and uncut, organic, authentic, unfiltered content that only me and Palm Soul can bring you. With that being said, I still reign, I everywhere. Still, for those who don't know, uh, the T is a seven in the name. Type it in any search bar that you can find. You should be able to find me. With that being said, much love to everybody that was in chat today. Hopefully, y'all have a fantastic Saturday, a fantastic weekend. And with that being said, see you, Yobi. We see you. We see you, Dragon Heart. Much love. Again, shout out to the mod squad. Uh, but with that being said, like Pong says, play what you love, love what you play. And like I say, keep it live raw and uncut much love to everybody that's tuned in and y'all stay easy peace